five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. You're listening to Tabletop and Beyond with your host, Justin. But before we get started, how was your geek week? And co-hosts, Dan and Jason. You have to be willing to let the dice help you tell the story. Okay, look, this year, I'm going to stop mispronouncing words. Join us as we cover board games to war games and beyond. Welcome back to Tabletop and Beyond. This is our Talking Warhammer segment. I'm your host, Justin, and I am joined by a special guest today, Scooter Walter. Scooter, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Scooter's not your God-given name, is it? No, no. It's been my name <laughs> my entire life, but you know, I, I'm, I'm known to the man by Nicholas Walters. That's right. Uh, and so, if you're looking for him on the ITC list, it's not Scooter, it's Nicholas Walters. Am I correct in that? I believe so. It changed. I think I have like five accounts. It's okay. <laughs> I was looking for you the other day. How are you? How are you doing in the ITC right now? Uh, I think I'm second or third for um, Iron Jaws. Nice. Okay. I pretty much play Iron Jaws exclusively. Yes, you do, and you have for a while, haven't you? Yes, yeah, since it started. My little brother is super into it. Um, when Fantasy took a nosedive, they came out with AOS. They didn't have point values, and I wasn't going to play a game that didn't have point values. Right. Um, so I kind of did other things. And then my little brother was like, come on, man, play. So I just asked him what Army Chargers turn one as a joke. And he goes, well, there is this one. I go, I'll play that. So <laughs> Caleb nice. picked it all up and bought it for me and been playing that ever since. And for the record, I'm sure that there are those of you out there that know Scooter's little brother, Caleb. Um, and he is not little. He's wee. <laughs> so he's a wee little man. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't know I don't know where your family came from the land of giants or something like that because you are both large men Norwegian blood in Texas I think it just mixes well yeah apparently apparently so uh yeah obviously people in the ITC and the competitive scene know both uh, Walter's brothers and um I'm excited to talk to you today about the Oryx and whether or not they are still good in the meta so I'm happy to get into that with you that is going to be a good conversation. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, to begin, what's on your hobby table, buddy? A million things, to be honest. Really? Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot. I played against a good buddy at Adepticon, and we played the uh, the Legion of the First Prince. And I was telling you know, my team about it, and I was like, hey, man, this army is actually kind of cool. It looked super fun. It had all the aspects in a game that I like, you know lots of combat some good magic some tricks and um caleb he dove in you know face first he's like let's do this man all we got to do is you know some version of plague bears you know a, yeah a demon prince you know bloodthirster and, and we have the army that we're thinking about playing um so there's a lot of that a lot of dogs a lot of love christmas theme caleb you know, I, I don't mind the Christmas theme. I think it's fun. It's always eye-catching, you know, yeah. especially yeah. for, like, the little ones that are seeing it for the first time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and if any of you have, uh, I think in the Warhammer open article on the Warhammer community, they had a picture of Caleb's Zinch army that's Christmas-themed. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, so if you're if you're out there, maybe I'll find it and link it in our in our description because it is pretty wild to see the little Christmas lights and presents and things like that. It's pretty fun. That's so, Caleb. That's Caleb. he converts everything. Like yes, the, the he does. man lights Christmas presents. He he does it all, and he's like, "All right, paint this." And I'm like, "Whew, that's fifty Christmas presents on one base." Oh All right, gosh. let's paint 50 Christmas presents on a base. But, I mean, when when you have him, he, his his lights and his conversions really make up for, you know, the lack of professional painting that you see some other people do. So he does yeah, a killer job. Yeah, definitely eye-catching, for sure. Definitely eye-catching. And he was showing a good friend of uh, ours, uh, Jason, um, how to cast and like the bases, you know, so that yeah. you had you could like design two or three really cool bases and then just replicate them. Yeah. So you know, it's it, it's really amazing. He does a good job. The bases I think are like almost they're, they're hugely key. If you have a nice base, if you have some depth to it, multiple mm-hmm. things, it really makes the model that much better than than it was before. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm looking at my shelf right now and I see like a Stormcast Eternal that I painted when i first started and i think i just put like a very thin layer of like like uh you know a ghrelin um earth on it you know and then i see like some of the other ones that i've got like you know water texture and and weeds and stuff and i'm like oh yeah there's a big difference there so yes sir i remember we had a we had a stegodon named gumdrop one named lemon drop and caramel where we just washed them (laughs) because <laughs> we had to have a painted army, so we literally just washed everything. I was there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so who's actually going to be playing the army? You or Caleb? Uh both probably. I mean, we're the the big thing, I guess, like community wise down here is we're we're trying to re-energize what we had, you know, like ten years ago when everyone right. was playing. I got guys that are playing 40k asking me to play 40k with them. You know, I got Sister of Battle that I'm painting up. Tau, like, yeah, I, I'm not a 40k player. Don't get me wrong, but I'll play. You know, yeah. I think both of us really want to play the new army. I, as much as I love Iron Jaws, and believe me, I love Iron Jaws, I would like to play, you know, Legion. I would like okay. to play Nurgle. I've been playing a lot of Nurgle with our play group, and I'm like, these guys are insanely awesome. They're not the most killy thing, but they can literally take a, a Tyson punch to the face and just smile and, and give something back. I'm like, well, these guys are cool. Yeah. But, I feel like, in, in not to harp on like what we used to play, but in old fantasy, there's always one or two armies that were just these are the dominant armies. Good mm-hmm. luck. Mm-hmm. I, I really feel strongly in AOS. There's so many different armies, and I think the catchphrase that people are using is like gatekeeper armies. Yeah, you know, right. So it's fun to look and go, okay, there's six or seven armies that can handle this gatekeeper, but are rough against that one. Yeah, it's right. just it's a cool flow. I feel like we have going right now. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it's interesting because I had uh, Matthew Barker as our first guest on this, you know, new Talking Warhammer segment of our podcast, and this is like shortly after the Nurgle book came out, and we were talking about how thematic that Nurgle, um, you know, the Nurgle mechanics and the yes. armies and everything are, just because it's like you know these things are disease and rot, but they're just so squishy. Like, they're like tar babies, you know, like in the, in the yes. old story, you just punch them and you get sucked in, you know, <laughs> and like, you're like, what's happening here? And uh, I played Lincoln the other day, uh, just before he went up to Phoenixville for that basement uh, Wargamers tournament. Mm-hmm. 
And so he played, I played the list that he took and went on to win that tournament. I literally played him the day before he went up to the tournament. And I thought I had a pretty good list. I had two mock crushers, six piggies, uh, ten brutes, couple war chanters, right? Like, a, and a shaman. And, um, I thought my list was pretty good, but oh boy, like, like that Nurgle army, like, I had to, I did not play it correctly. Let me, let me say that, you know. <laughs> did you move forward? No, I didn't get to move forward at all. Like, what? he, uh, he, it is fast. It is well, fast. Well, and he had like a one drop on me, right? And so, like, he was in my face, like, right there. So he pretty much pinned me in my deployment zone. And yeah, yeah it was ugly. So, but, um, yeah, Nurgle's a lot of fun. And, and I think in that Legion of the First Prince, like, you have a lot of, um, options. Like, a you lot. could be, you could be playing, um, you know, plague bearers, but you could also be playing pink horrors. You could yes. be playing, you know, like there's there's so many options where you can say like, you know, it, this little part of my list didn't work out so well. Let me see like what else in the entire realm of chaos that I can bring into this. That um, you know, I think you guys were talking. About, you have like flesh hounds, right? Yes. That, uh, yeah. I mean, those are great mod. Those are great, great, great like uh, uh, battle line models there. Yeah, the, the utility of the army is what I like because. In our group, we always, like, look at it from the viewpoint of, like, how do I fight Iron Jaws? Because that's what I play. And it's like, uh-huh. well, you're not going to have a lot of people that are coming get you turn one. You don't have to worry about that. Like, yeah, you can move things around. Furies are incredible. Like, Yes, they are. They're extremely good, you know. And against a lot of armies, a lot of armies are going to have a hard time just dealing with Furies. Which is hilarious because it's like they have no save whatsoever, but their ability to like retreat and just run and like go twelve inches is like yeah, good luck like with this swarm of flies. Yeah, essentially, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And the funny thing is when we're building it, we're driving back. You know, after I played it, we're talking about it, like leaving Adepticon, and we're looking up the points. And we're like, wow, that guy's worth an extra point. That guy's worth an extra point. Yeah, that yeah. guy's. Worth, it's like, oh boy, you know, but you still just. You want to see, and I, and I think the big change um, for me um, is I'm finally playing again. And I don't mean like I only played in tournaments for what what has it been the last like three years or so? I, yeah, I don't right. even know how long I've been playing. I've only played in tournaments, mm. so it's been this last month and a half where I've been like, hey, you know, Lincoln, Kayla, Brian, let let's go to the hobby shop and just play every other Wednesday so I can get reps in and learn. So, um, where where do you where's your normal haunt? What's your hobby shop that you go to? I think it's called Game Nights. It's it's over by College Park. I know yeah. I know I'm brutalizing the name. Um, man, I got it my GPS, and that's how I know to go there. Everybody calls it GK, right? GK, that's the yeah. place. Yeah, it's an awesome hobby shop. It's a good location. Tons of tables. A great selection of everything. You know, because I also like I'm a D and Der, so it's a great selection of a lot. You know, so it's a really neat hobby shop. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Game Castle is what you're there, looking for. Thank you, Game Castle. Yeah, with the K, Game Castle. And uh, for if anybody's curious, it's got five out of five stars with 23 reviews. So um, I'm going to say this, that if you can get 23 gamers, give five out of five stars, it's got to be a great place. Yeah. Because we're usually nerd raging out and we'll give one star on something, right? We're angry people. <laughs> exactly. We're naturally angry people. <laughs> no, I've heard a lot about a lot of good stuff about Game Castle. In fact, Lincoln um, has asked me to 
come up with him a couple of times and I just, I'm so busy right now that, uh, I want to get up there. I, I, I will get up there one of these days. It looks like a great store. I'm looking at pictures of it now. It looks like a fantastic store. It's, it's the store. And then the people that show up to actually play the game. If you're uh-huh. really trying to learn AOS, James O'Brien is up there. Like a lot yeah. of the names are, are there playing on Wednesday. I'm just, like you said, I'm busy. So it's like yeah. I can devote every other Wednesday. Like I can get down there and like play some games. We usually play three games. It's it's kind of gnarly. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, James was on the show just a little bit ago talking about uh, Nova Open. So. Oh, I'm going. You know. Yeah. How are you? That's anything, good. Anything to support James. Honestly, he's a great human. So it's like if you're doing something, I got you, bro. I'm there. So it's interesting you say that because I know that uh, you and Caleb and a couple of the other guys were pretty vocal about Nova Open in the past. Yes. And I think the fact that um, James is running it now and you guys are like, I'm all in, speaks volumes about yep. about James, yep. right? Yep. So I'm excited. I'm excited for him. Like he's really getting involved in the games workshop scene and the, in the Warhammer open stuff. And, and he's kind of becoming like one of the premier tournament organizers in the country. I, I feel that way too. I see him in a lot of places I go. And, and a lot of times I see him even supporting things that aren't his, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, yeah. Y- you want to support your name. And what I really respect about him is, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to support something that's not mine. And to me, that speaks volumes. Definitely. And like, uh, he ran a, tur- a little tournament here back in October, November. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was great. I mean, he, he runs a, such a smooth tournament, Yeah. you know, and, and it all starts with like the tournament pack and the fact that, you know, he's got the rule set like down. And so like everything just goes smoothly when you've got all your ducks in a row. Right. If we're being honest, he's also a ginger. So that's like, you know, <laughs> Some extra points. Uh, uh, in case our listeners don't know, Scooter <laughs> is also a ginger, so you know he's he's calling out one of his fellow soulless people. We're God's people. What can I say? We're collectors. We're the ferryman for you. I got you. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, so we don't have a lot of Warhammer news. Sometimes we like to talk about this, but I was seeing uh, a little bit that the Idenith Deepkin have started winning some tournaments. I think that that's sort of to be expected with a new yeah. book coming out. Yes. It's, I feel like it's like waves, right? Like a new yeah. book comes out, people dive in, they have their tricks, they have their things, they have their, their stuff that they do that no one quite knows exactly. You know, even, yeah. Even the guys that play forever is like, oh, I forgot that did that. But, you know, a, a dedicated Inith player can figure out those loopholes or those those tricky things that that army does. So it usually takes people a month or two to catch on. And it's not that they won't keep winning because they will. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, I, I think a lot of it is the same reason I've decided, hey, I want to start playing. It's because when uh, a good amount when I lose a game is because I don't know what your army does. Like, right at all i know exactly what my army does but when i played against legion i had no clue what his army did so my buddy i was playing was telling me the bad things of his army which made it more of an enjoyable experience i mean he still won you know but i didn't feel like he was trying to get things over on me he was like oh it does this oh i rolled doubles this happens it was just nice you know so a lot of times it's you just don't know what the army does and it gets you like the sharks pretty good (laughs) <laughs> yeah, those sharks are Pretty like good. those sharks are really good. And the funny thing is, is like nobody used them before because they were like high points cost, right? Yeah, super and then, high. And then they got they got dropped down in points. And I remember Lincoln sharing his um, 
all sharks list. <laughs> and I'm like, you're crazy, dude. But then like you put it on the table and you're like, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Watching. Like... <laughs> so my man Lincoln refuses to play disgusting stuff, right? Like he wants to win. Like everyone wants to win, but like, Hey man, these sharks just came out. They're incredible. You should take those. No, no, no. They're too gross. I'm going to take this. I'm like, whew. It's just fun watching people like find like lists that are like a four and one. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, totally. in, in good pairings, you go five and zero. Oh. And it's it's just it's beautiful. And I, I feel like I net for a while is going to be like that. It's going to yeah. sneak up on people. You're like, oh, that's right, it does that. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. And they're yeah. fish. Well, yeah, I mean, and and really like you look at uh, things like reavers or thralls, and you're like, oh, okay, that's just battle line. Well, no, they're actually pretty darn good. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, that's what that's always my favorite. Oh, okay, that's just this. You're like, uh huh. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't under you know, don't underestimate. I think that the the IDK is an army that is easily underestimated, uh, especially when you put it in the hands of. Well, I mean, here's the thing about IDK. We had Sergio and Lincoln on to talk about IDK just before the book dropped, right? Heck and yeah. um, they were saying like. This is an army for, this is a finesse army. Like you need, you know, if I, they would, they both said, I wouldn't recommend this for a guy who's just barely starting out in Age of Sigmar. Absolutely. Right. Like I would, I wouldn't put this army in their hands, but you, you get an experienced general with that army. You know what I mean? This is the case with like all armies. You get an experienced general with all armies and they're going to win some games, but especially with IDK, you get somebody in there that, that really truly understands the combos that that book offers and how to yeah. maximize, you know, the output of each of those units. Uh, they're a very dangerous army. So yeah. it's a, it's a hard thing for people to deal with. It's a hard thing. For people. I mean, the King alone, mm-hmm. when, I mean, his movement speed is so high. His damage output, hey, quick story for funds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was playing Lincoln shark army um, last Wednesday and I, I played against, you know, Kragnos, great guy. We're, we're doing our thing. Yeah. I made the King a monster. I walked into to Kragnos. I roared at him so he can't give himself, you know, plus one defense. Yeah. And I'm not going to say I almost killed him, but I was very close to killing him with just the king. I was curious, like, what when you're practice game, you just go in and see what happens. I mean, 15 wounds out of 18 yeah. was had. It was like, whew, this is pretty good. Like, the king just outputs so much hate. It's a beautiful thing. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he he's got like what is it like uh his weapon does like four damage it's uh three damage on the charge but you get extra dice for each unit oh, near him right. or something like that and it was yeah. like all of a sudden this spear or it was just insane i was like this thing is nuts <laughs> like yeah. all right cool yeah yeah definitely so uh yeah so obviously we're seeing them win i I agree i think it takes usually a month for the meta to figure out what the deal is like what these really look like and of course you get the people that are like "Ooh, new book out i'm gonna get a new army and so (laughs) that's kind of looking they kind of luck into winning at first i think yes yeah me me and kim talk about all the time like sit at a hobby shop new book comes out we're buying everything you know yeah. <laughs> and you would chase the meta you would just chase and chase and chase and i'm happy that we're older now it's like hey man let's just flush out the gargants because they look cool 
Right, like, right. Let's just do this because it seems neat. Like instead of going for that, I need to be five and one or five and zero oh at every tournament. Let's go for a three and two. Let's go for a four and one and bring a really cool looking army. Yeah. You know? And, and, and we're not going to have fun playing, right? Yes. That that's the whole thing. Is like I I'm going to sit here in front of people for the next you know nine hours today. I I want to kind of have fun. Mm-hmm. You know. So so that kind of brings up you know I, we're we're going to get into like where the orcs place are in the in the meta right. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the meta right now. Like, where where do you think it stands? Like, we're we're nine months into um, the AOS 3.0, right? And this kind of season of war, Thondia, which is like the monster stuff, right? Or yes. Gur. Um, so we're like nine months in. Um, first off, how do you like AOS 3.0 compared to the other editions? Infinitely better. It's infinitely better. I agree with you. In, infinitely better. There's so many more options. There's so many more variants. There's so many more builds. And I, I don't need a million options, but I need options. I need choices. You know, and I feel like three gives us a lot more choices, a lot more things. Yeah, I think three allows generals to shine. Yes. You know what I mean? Like where two is like if you had a good army, you could be a bad general, but that army was still going to power through. Yeah. I think um, Slanesh comes to mind when that thing was out, right? Because it was like mm-hmm. really hard to beat Slanesh if yeah, they just had so many like that always fight last thing. Yes, and, the stuff like, was you know. insane. Their movement speed, yeah. out of this world. Like they, they, they had so many. I won't even say tricks. They had so many ways to just go. Hey, you're not going to play for a little bit. Let me do some stuff. Right. And it's like okay, and it's kind of like the same as like the Iron Jaws with Smash and Bastion, but. It was like, yeah, you're going to sit there now. Have a good day. And you're like, okay, I'll sit right here. Do your tricks. <laughs> right, right. And you just sit there and watch them do it. And you're like, okay, how many saves do I need to roll? Okay, cool. Yeah, didn't save any of them. Keep going. Just you know? keep rocking, man. This is fun. <laughs> just keep going. So, um, yeah. It, in fact, I was telling uh, our friend Jason that he has not yet played a game of 3.0. Um, he's wow. been super busy with work and all this stuff. But he's like, today hit me up and was like, I don't know how to build a list in 3.0 at this point. <laughs> you know, That's I'm like, Yeah, okay, we can go through that. But um, anyway, I was telling him, though, I said, listen, I love 3.0 because you get to do things in your opponent's turn. Yes. And so it's so much more engaging. Like, you are now engaged in a – it's a very social game that way where, like, there's a lot of give and take throughout all of the phases. Yeah. You're not just kind of sitting there watching them do all their stuff, right? Watching them play with their models while you just yep. sit. Yep. So, yeah, I, yeah. Right now, like I, I've been, I've been talking to a couple of folks, and I feel like, like the gatekeeper, like there's two armies right now that I feel like you have to be able to deal with. Mm-hmm. I feel like obviously Gargans, like yeah, you have to be able to do 35 wounds. You have to be able, you know, to take those guys down like at least one a turn at a yeah. minimum. Um, if you can't do that. It's all pairings, right? And I've played plenty of tournaments that never fought Gargans, like, the right. whole time. So it's it's just one of those things you have to be conscious of. And the other one is the Dragons. But yeah. I've seen so many different lists with the Dragons, so many different types. It's kind of like, man, like, almost everything in that list is so alpha Like, I'm, I'm going to shoot my six shots at you, or my six, uh, you know, yeah. crossbow guys. I'm going to fly my Dragons in. I'm going to do the Falminators. What are you going to do? And everything is so just so much damage right you know so it's almost like can your army take a hit yep. you know so you got to make sure you can take down a gargant you got to make sure that you can take a significant hit that no linchpin of your army can just be sniped out 
You right. know, so there's a lot of, like, cool stuff. There's lots of cool things to think about when it comes to, like, list building. Yeah, I think, you know, the last time I went to Nova and then the last time I went to LVO, um, we were still in, two, you know, right in deep in 2.0. And, in fact, I remember I beat Slanesh at LVO a double um, – it was a double keeper list mm-hmm. with my Night Hunt army. <sighs> And I felt like a boss, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like basically, but it was uh it was the duality, you know, where you have the two and you just got to sit on them as long as you can and hold out. And so I had a, a pretty low drop <laughs> night hunt army and I just threw my chain rasps on there and those dudes would not die, you know, and, That's beautiful. and then I just kept summoning them back. Right. Like he'd kill them and I just keep summoning them back. And so, <laughs> You know, once you get to three, like three rounds, like if you've been sitting on those things the whole time, like it's almost impossible for the other person to win. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, the keeper was just like, you fight last. I'm like, okay, I don't care. It's fine. Like swing, the swing, chain wraps aren't going to do anything. Just like, you know, they're there to take a hit, you know? So it was pretty awesome. But, you know, it was like, it's like in 2.0, my, I mean, my point was, is like you would, you would plan for other lists and I think you kind of have to do that, obviously, in 3.0. Like you said, that there's a there's the gatekeeper armies, but I, I felt it was more specific in in 3.0, right? Like I think yeah. that I think that you made an awesome point, which was you have to be able to deal a bunch of damage. You have to be able to take a bunch of damage. You have to be careful not that not ever all your points are in one thing that can be sniped off the board right away. Yeah. And so I think it's a more um, dynamic way of making a list, maybe. Yeah. Does that sound right? For, I mean, for sure. It's it, it, like it's funny because like in three, there's so much more of like, hey, I'm gonna be a one drop, or yeah. uh, I guess I'll go for a two drop. You know, and then there's people like I got 17 drops. Right. You know, it's, it's, that's me. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like either you're a one, a two, a four, or 17. Like that's yeah. just how I see it. Like which one are you today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I mean, obviously that um, that comes down to I think the battalion change. Yes. You know, because uh, you had to, in 2.0, you know, when I said you had to plan for specific lists, it was really you had to plan for specific battalions. Yeah. Right? There's, like, the uh, the specific Slanesh battalion. There was, like, uh, you know, specific uh, orc battalions that you had to, like, watch out for. Um, you know, because you, you look at some of them. Uh, uh, I think Fire Slayers is a great, you know, a great oh. example of this. There was only one build that you had to watch out with Fire Slayers. Yeah. You know, and um, but now because you have the core battalions that everybody has access to and none of them really give you those like weird combos. Right. They'll all give you benefits, but not the not the combos that would set that army apart yeah. um, because of that. You, you know, you get some interesting combinations from different armies that you wouldn't expect. I, I actually I actually really, really agree with that. The. You look at the new units that come out and how unique each of, each of them are, and then they make one really bad drop that's very glaring, and they make the dragons. And they take the dragons yeah. and they give everyone special ability to them. And you're just like, why? Why did you do? Why did you do that? Like that's what my yeah. one unit does. Now that unit does that and four other things. <laughs> right. And it's just like, all right. Like I, I didn't buy. We didn't buy the dragons initially because we were talking about. I was like, they're gonna go up in points significantly. Right. So like you're gonna buy like the eleven, right? Like some people did, yeah. and it's like, yep, you can play with eight of those, bro. Yeah. It's, we knew the pricing was way off. There's no way the points were 
going to stay that way. Right. And, but, boy, do those look like some cool models, though, right? Oh, my goodness, man. The, the, <laughs> the size of them, right? Like, yeah. It's like... It, <sighs> you see these huge dragons and yeah they look grand and they look massive they look like a dragon and then you see these dragons like wow they look like they're offensive dragons like they don't look like your stereotypical i'm a big dragon fear me they look like hey i'm gonna come eat your family right they're so sleek and smooth and i'm like ooh, i love painting them i was like these are dope let me paint these i got this yeah yeah they're they're so cool and i'm just kind of like do I want to drop the money or the points into this army? You know what I mean? I got so much unpainted on my shelf already, but yes. you know, yes, I do. I do. They're fun. They're fun. They're, the shooting is good. Their combat is good. Their speed is good. Like everything about them. I feel like is good. I don't think a full dragon army is good. Yeah. Personally. Cause I just think you're, you're losing a lot of stuff. If you dump too many points into just dragons. Uh, elaborate on that well you okay so i have this conversation with people a lot about like iron jaws right okay and like they go why don't you take two mall crushers and i go i think playing two mall crushers looks like a ton of fun Mm -hmm. i think it's strategically a bad move because you're losing out on a lot of wounds and you're losing out on a lot of board control and i say this a mall crusher can be killed yeah six piggies cannot you have to be a very specific thing to actually kill six piggies right but a mall crusher a lot of things can walk up to and kill it so yeah. why take two? You overreach with them all the time. You go to grab objectives or key points in the battle, or I'm going to kill that unit. And now your mall crusher's out there, and I'm going to kill that mall crusher now. Right. Where the dragons, it's almost the exact same thing. Here's my unit of four and my two units of two yeah. and my, my boss guy and my boss guy. And then that's all you have. There's no protecting them. There's no covering them. Mm-hmm. And if you just have one bad roll with their shooting or one bad attack sequence, I'm going to go ahead and fight your dragons now. Right. And, and that's kind of the problem. Like, what supporting stuff do you have for them? Because I, I feel like there's a lot of cool Alpha Strike stuff that's, like, a lot of fun to use. But what do you have backing them up? And if it's more of the same, I don't know if that's going to be enough against certain armies. Nurgle, for instance. Right. You shoot and shoot and shoot. And they go, okay, five up wards. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And all of our Plague Bearers are two wounds now, right? Yep. And so yep. we'll just squish all those up. Thank you very yep. much. And, and that's the yeah. problem. They have glaring bad matchups. You know, I'm a yeah. Magic player for a long time before I played Warhammer, and there'd be like, you know, this deck has a 70% win rate against this deck. I feel like there's a lot of that in our game. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad, but there's still a lot of like, I'm going to play Army A against Army B. I can only win 20% of the time because of just average dice rolls. Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, that's kind of an interesting thing, which is it seems like the writers of uh the books that have come out they really like being a foil for another army you know <laughs> and you can almost look at them and be like yeah you're like Nur- i think nurgle's a great example right like yeah you were meant for the dragons weren't you like yes. <laughs> you, you know? feel like they bring stuff out and they go hey so check this out and i i'm waiting because obviously i don't have any news but you know if monsters go away and the new realm is something about horde armies yeah it will shake up everything oh yeah and that's i think what i like most about what's going on right now both because i put myself in the shoes of games workshop financially they're gonna make a ton of money right right? and that's cool to know that my hobby has sustainability right Right. but also it makes the game different and that's also hugely fun 
and very entertaining. So our listeners are probably tired of me saying this, but uh, I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I believe, I believe that when the Night Hunt and the uh, Daughters of Cain book comes out, we are switching seasons of war, I... and we and we'll be moving to Horde style because I mean, if you look at the army, like if you look at Night Hunt, there's no monsters in Night Hunt. There's not one uh, the Morn Goal, which is a Forge World model, right? Yeah. But like that's not enough to like sustain them in this season of Gur. Correct. Unless they come out with a whole bunch of new monster models, which I don't see them doing for Night Hunt. I, and I don't think they need to. I no. think what they need to do is keep interest in the game. So you don't yep. have to put up more models that cost $150 to buy. Right. Like, you know, switch up like and I hope you're right. I I I want the new meta to be something like horde models or horde units, you yep. know. They I think that would be hugely entertaining. And look at look at uh, Daughters of Cain too, right? Which yep. is uh, uh, another horde army with all those uh, Sisters of Slaughter or Witch Elves or yep. something like and, and that. And again, very limited mo- monsters. Yep. You're, you're allying in things. So, and here you ready for this? You have Daughters of Cain, which will probably get some a bunch of rend. I imagine like some yes. of the some of the what was it the um, gladiat gladiatrix was able to give like a bunch of rend out. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have high rend versus impervious to rend as an army. So they're going to kind of foil each other, I think. That'd be good. I mean, but that's part of it. That keeps it interesting. Yep. That keeps the whole, you, you know, you know, champion at the gate to stop you. That That's, a, to me, a good thing. Having yeah. those counterbalance, I think, is good for the game. I don't think everything should be cookie cutter. You know, th- yeah. this isn't chess. You know, it's not my mind versus your mind. It needs to be armies versus armies. Right. Right, exactly, exactly. So I'm excited. I think, um, you know, I think people were hoping that the books would be out by now because they said spring, right, of 2022. And we we all know kind of the shipping stuff and the timelines are all a little wonky. But if they come out in late May, right, if they start previewing them in late May, that's still spring, technically. <laughs> and even if they come out in early June, that's spring, te- technically. And that sets us up for basically a year in Gur, right? Yeah. So, um, which brings me to the next point. I had asked this about, um, I had asked this uh, to our last couple guests. Uh, this Thondia uh, book that can, that came out. Do you have it? Caleb does. does. What did you think of it? Um, he really. That that's the new like endless spell killing monster thing. Yeah, that's the incarnate. And it he, came with a book, too, right? And some terrain stuff and all that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's smooth on Games Workshop's part to put the one thing people want in a book or a box <laughs> of things people don't want. Right. But, I mean, they're British. They're the most evil group to ever exist. But, <laughs> Take that, James O'Brien. <laughs> they're just, you know, there's not much redeeming about them. But, but they make a good game. So They the, do make a game. The monster, to me, is ingenious it, hey here's this thing that a lot of you don't have access to we're gonna yeah. put it in here a lot of you can play it um i don't think i think it does a lot of damage in terms of it doesn't die in one turn so right. it has a chance to actually offload its damage where right. a lot of things like i come in boom you're dead this thing goes high i'm gonna go and attack back now yeah like, yeah so i think it's really good for a lot of armies like in my mind like we're thinking about bone splitters or like you're talking about with with the um the, the dark elves or daughters of cain Yep. You know, there's a lot of armies that you can slap this thing in. It's like, oh, this thing's pretty cool. Its rules are incredible. 
you know, we love it a lot. The book, I don't think Caleb's read yet. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about it. I'm very, very limited time. That's why I'm trying to play to learn all this stuff. Yeah, I, I um, am curious about it because we haven't heard a lot about, like, kind of the battle packs that are a part of that book. Yep. Right. And I can't tell if that book was meant to be very narrative and have almost like a crusade, you know, 40 K crusade style campaign thing. Well, they, said, you know? they said both when they released it, you know? Yeah. Like... But I don't, I haven't heard many TOs out there like being like, Oh yeah, we're totally including the Thondia battle packs, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. So, well, that I... brings me to, <laughs> no, I mean, for sure. It's like, to me, anything that, that, shakes things up i think is a good thing you know but like you said i no one i talk to the guys up north i play with in their tournaments you know no one's talking about this book hey we're thinking about putting in study up on it you know i I haven't seen anyone put out anything like nova hasn't put out anything saying hey we're going to use this or we're thinking about using it so it's hard because people like like what they like you know and and it's hard as a to to take that jump and say hey we're going to add in this right for me, I, I would say it's your tournament. Whatever you want to add in, you should. It's yours. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, and everybody has that flexibility. Although I would say with some of these big ones like Nova Open, mm-hmm. um, that they are kind of like, I, I don't want to say that they're sub tier to like a uh, Warhammer Open, but they are on that level. You know what I mean? And so yeah. um, I think that there's a certain expectation of what should and should not be in uh, a a big big grand tournament like that right um a weekend five game tournament that's at you know some hobby store in the middle of uh, maryland or something like that uh you know like sure dude throw it in there have fun with it you know what i mean yeah no for sure i mean that you kind of said it you know it's it's really refreshing seeing games workshop bring back all these tournaments because i was playing back during art boys and we played in every art boys we can get our hands on, you know, games yeah. workshop would throw these tournaments like this is awesome. Like it felt like they were into the community. Then for a very long time games workshop, I mean, to me, it felt like they were like, I don't care about you competitive players. Yeah. Leave us alone. Get out of the store. And it's like, wow, dude, like, <laughs> all, all right. Like, that's kind of weird that you would just ignore like a whole set of your player base, but yeah. I feel like they've come back. You know, Mike, Mike Brandt is, he's doing it you know right. and it's really cool watching him like take the take the horns take the reins on that and like really run it. it it it's really cool yeah we um had a great conversation with reese robbins a couple episodes ago and you know he's with uh, frontline gaming and they're the ones that run the itc Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it it was really interesting when I brought up the idea of like competitive play is ruining the game because I feel like that was a sentiment that was significant when I first started getting into the hobby in like 2017. Um, and this was like uh, with Age of Sigmar, you know, yeah. I mean, Age of Sigmar is a little bit cooler than like uh, in terms of a, a player base. I think people are a little bit more chill than 40K. Um, Ooh, a you know. thousand percent. Yeah. So, yeah, I <laughs> they agree. They hate each other in 40K. <laughs> I know, right? They're um, miserable. Watching them play, I'm like, wow, hey, smile. Do you need a Yeah, cookie? right? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> the kid is 12. Like, are you okay? Like, I know your I know your wife gave you permission to come play, bro, but he's 12. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, it's wild. It like that that competitive scene. Like you got to have like iron hide to like play in that. You know. But I mean, I will admit, fantasy was the same. The players we played in fantasy. I mean, I'm a really like happy jolly guy. I mean, I played against people that I'm like, man, I would strangle you if I was in my current situation. Like, (laughs) right? You're a horrible human. Like, but with AOS, I honestly don't. You got me thinking. I don't think I've had a single game where I was like, I really don't like this person. I can't think of one off the top of my head. It's been great. I, you know, it's funny because I I don't think I've had a horrible game. But Caleb, he's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably, when I played against his Zinch army, that was probably like my biggest negative play experience that I had, you know? So... so... (laughs) <laughs> yes, because the thing, but people, what people don't understand, right, is like you watch people try to replicate his his army, and it's yeah. really cute. And as a big brother, I'm like, I love Caleb, and he's played Zeech literally since we started. Right. He picked Zeech, I picked the Dark Elves since we started this. And I right. mean, I I don't know when we started, like two like 2000, like 10 or 2007. It was a long time ago. Yeah. He picked Zeech. He's played it literally forever. His yeah. army has been nerfed into the ground, and he yeah. still smiles and finds ways to beat people. Because I think Zeech has by far the most special, stupid little hidden things. Oh like, yeah. Oh, your army does what? Oh, yeah. your army does what? Like it just doesn't stop. Yeah, I agree. And, it has you know, to be terrible. The thing is, that, and, and and this is what was funny is he's like, here, let me play Zeech with you. I want to show you something. Like he was like giddy. He was like a kid in a candy store. Like, like, you know, he he's like, here, all right, you get ready. It's turn one, but get ready. Here it goes, you know? And then he does this thing, and I'm just like, is it time to go get food now? Because that's about where I'm at. You know, Bro. like, I got tabled in turn two, you know? Yes. And I'm like, okay, all right, let's go get food now. I'm hungry. The problem is he's such a nice person. You're like, I yeah. really don't like you. I really like you. It's like... <laughs> Oh, we're, we, we're playing in small tournaments way back, way back, way back. And I'm playing at a table and me and him are like back to back, right? He's right uh-huh. behind me and I'm playing my opponent and I'm doing pretty good. So I'm like, all right, I got this under control. And I'm thinking ahead. I was like, man, I wonder how Caleb's doing. Cause you want your friends that show up to do well, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. I want them all to just quick butt and like have a ton of fun. So I'm literally getting ready to turn around and take a look at his table. And they hear my baby bro go, Hey man, your army looks really nice. And I'm like, he's winning. And I turn back around, I do a thing. I'm like, I got to look. The moment I heard him give someone a conflict, I was like, he's winning. Uh, <laughs> back yeah. to my thing. Yeah, he's, that's so he, funny. He loves the game, like, a lot. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like, eh, it's just cute. It's just cute. Well, I don't know how we got on that tangent. That's, but... Well, I was going to say, that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, I, I, it was, I was like, this sucks. But at the same time, I saw how excited he was that everything was working. That I'm just like, I'm going to let him have this moment. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I, I believe it or not, have the opposite reaction, right? <laughs> when I'm playing a game and there's and it's bad, right? Like I get one of those 70, 20 matchups in my favor, 70, 30, excuse me. I can do math. Yeah. I feel terrible. Right. I'm like, man, this can't be fun for them. Ugh, why am I still playing this army? I need to play something else. But my problem is Caleb is beautiful, and he's like, hey, can you paint this for me? So I never have a chance to work on anything else for me. So by the time I go to like, I guess I'm playing Iron Jaws again. Like, oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
So, um, yeah, no, I think I was just saying uh, the competitive uh, play, you know, somebody said the competitive play is killing the game. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't feel that way with Age of Sigmar. I feel like the competitive play is kind of what boosts it. But we're in a weird spot right now, I think, with Age of Sigmar, where uh, there's not enough of the non-competitive play out there. Does that make yeah. sense? So, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um uh, if they're saying competitive play is killing Age of Sigmar in a tournament, they need to stay home with their dogs. Right, right? Like, exactly. Don't, don't come out. Like, if you're really mad that you show up at a tournament and someone brings a tournament army, I think you have an issue, and you've <laughs> got to deal with that issue. Right. Now, my thing is, we go and we're playing on Wednesdays, right? It's, I'm just going to say it. I go down there, and yep. I'm like, hey, I don't care what I play. I just want to learn. I'm not playing the most broken crap I can think of. I'm just going to play yeah. my buddy Lincoln's, you know, Sharks. Yeah. I know they're really good, but I have no clue what I'm doing with them, so I'm not going to be good with them, but I get to learn. And, yeah. and that's where I think personally, like, hey, let's go play on, like, a Saturday at the hobby shop, or let me come over to your house. If you're going to your buddy's house and he's breaking out Caleb's each army, he's not a buddy. Unless you're saying, <laughs> let's play a tournament army. Like, right. if you show up and someone's playing, you know, three units of six pigs and a mall crusher, that's not your friend. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, right. that's not your friend, you know, unless you want that, but some people want it. Some people are yeah. like, Hey man, I came up with this list. I want you to bring something hard. Cool. Let's play yeah. me. When I come out to play and it's not at a tournament, I'm like, I can give two poo-poos how hard of a list I'm playing. I just want to make sure we both have fun and we both right. learn something at the yep. end of it. So we're not surprised later on. Well, I got into the hobby, uh, by painting actually. All right. I was uh, playing uh, basically a tabletop RPG similar to D&D, and I said, I want some models on the table to kind of help stuff, and I'm like, oh my gosh, these Games Workshop models are exactly what I need, right? Of course, because they're cool. I mean, the Age of Sigmar model line is by far Games Workshop's best. Yes. Like, better than, I mean, there's some cool 40k ones, but like, like pound for pound, Age of Sigmar's models are amaze balls. Yes. You know, so I said these are the ones that I need for my tabletop, and I got a box of uh, Chaos Warriors. Yeah, buddy, and, come on. Yeah, and painted those up. You know, as like the baddies in my in my uh, RPG campaign. <laughs> and so I started painting those, and I loved. I got into painting. I just it's like my Zen space. It's where I go to just like melt all the stress of my days you know and i and i love the hobby of it i love getting better so i'd be watching youtube videos i went to nova open took classes and then i started you know and then all of a sudden i'm like what would it be like if i started playing these you know and so uh jason and i were kind of talking about it he you know he lives down here near me and we saw a local store um they were having a slow grow campaign which was awesome. We joined I've that campaign. a lot of this. Yeah. And we joined that campaign, and it was kind of headed up by uh, our friend. I think you know Garrett, right? Yes. And yeah. so he was he was there at the store. Uh, Nate Trentinelli was there as well. Yep. I, I think Sergio might have joined in once or twice. Sergio's my man. Yeah. So, um, you know, like we had some heavy hitters in there, but – they were like, we want to get some more local players going, and there was a you know local store that was relatively new, and so we started a slow grow campaign, and that's where I really got introduced introduced to the hobby. And if they had just said, hey, look, we're playing Warhammer on Wednesday nights, come out and bring your armies, I would have been so lost. 
Yes. You know what I mean? And to be honest with you, I didn't have the models for it. I didn't have a 2,000-point army. I had a 800-point army from the uh, Soul Wars box. Well, that's you where, know? like, the communities comes in. Like, yeah. you know, hey, man, like, this is what I'm doing on a Wednesday. You should come out and hang out with us. And, like, getting text chats together, be like, hey, I'm heading out. Who can make it? And then all yeah. of a sudden, you have a community that goes from just you and your brother and your friend to, like, five or six people. Then the next week, you have, like, ten people. And then yeah. it goes back down, but you get a group of people together who want to come and just spend time. Me and Caleb, I don't know if you've ever talked to him about how we started. We drove all the way to Bel Air from Elkridge to play in the Bel Air Games Workshop because I oh didn't know gosh. there was another one. I just <laughs> had no clue. So we're, yeah. we're, well, I guess, rewind. I'm young. I think I was like 23. That is uh -huh. young. Your audience yeah. can stick it. I was 23, and I went into the games workshop in Arundel Mills, and they were talking to me. Like, hey, I was like, this is the game I'm talking about. I want to play this with you. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right. And I was like, so what's in the box? And he was like, oh, the, the sprues, the, the the store guy was saying. I was like, what what's a sprue? What's so a he sprue? would show me. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, so I have to put them together? He's like, yeah. And I go, and then I have to paint them? He's like, yeah. I looked at Kib, and I go, we're going to the movies. <laughs> so two years went by and I'm working overnight and one of my guys I was working with was literally painting his models at night and I was like what are those he's like oh these are like cold ones and I'm like what's that so he's telling me I was like I think this is the game that Caleb showed me so a full like 180 I was like hey Caleb I got this game I think we should play <laughs> oh, that's hilarious we went there we played and then Caleb found out about the battle bunker I was like what's a battle bunker so we then then we just stayed there and and you talk about the painting aspect. Yeah. Me and Caleb were players. I just want to play. I want to play. I want to play yeah. paintings for. I don't have time to paint. But then you have like a lot of the like, a lot of the good painters that are up there and you're watching them and you're just like, all right, this is cool. Then yeah. like the locals in the store would talk to you. Like there was a guy Doug there who was by far one of the coolest old dudes ever, and like he was showing us stuff and I'm like, all right. So we started to paint and I definitely. I enjoy painting much more than building. Caleb loves building. Yeah. So, but in the end, we both really like just going to events and playing as much as possible. Right. Right. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because I'm, I am strat for time right now. I coach my son's rugby team. All right. Um, and so, you know, I'm out of the house for six to eight months of the year on Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, Oof. you know? And so, so I do it cause I love my son. I do it cause sure. I love my son, yep, yep, <laughs> you know? And, uh, no, I mean, it's good. And I enjoy, I enjoy rugby. I enjoy like the sport of it and all that. But so what it means is I have a hard time getting to events cause most events, even like RTTs are Saturdays. Right. Yep. So I just can't make it. But you know, I, I'm like, Oh, I really wish I could have made it. I really wish I could have made it. And what I do is I drown my sorrow in painting, which helps <laughs> me so much cause I enjoy painting so much. Right. And I'm like, yes. one day these models will see the table. It'll be great. You know, but, uh, it's still like I've got so much painting to do that even if I make a little bit of progress, it feels really good. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, but I, I really believe that, you know, creating that community is is so important. And, you know, we do have a very competitive aspect. You know, we talk about tournament lists. We talk about who's winning, like, you know, yeah. that that type of thing. And I think that the game has it has to have that aspect of it to keep it fresh and alive. You know, like it, it really needs to be competitive or else you're just playing another board game, right, for yeah. the umpteenth time. So you have to have that competitive aspect to keep it fresh and alive and, and going. Uh, but I 
do think it's important to have, you know, some more, maybe it doesn't have to be narrative, but like doing a path to glory campaign, doing a, doing a slow grow campaign and, and really like stepping up and helping these uh, game stores organize it. Yes. Like that, like it's so key to bringing in new people. And, you know, we, that, that slow grow campaign got Jason, both Jason and I up to 2000 points. And, uh, and then I took my 2000 point army down to Fredericksburg and I played Matt Barker my very first game and got absolutely crushed. <laughs> and then I played Sergio Ortiz my second game, and I almost beat him. Like, yeah. I came literally like a couple dice rolls away from beating him. And he was like, I was not expecting that. And I was like, neither was I, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the, I don't know. See, that's, uh, that's the good stuff, man. When you have really good players who are excited that you almost won. Yeah, you know that aren't mad that they almost lost. It's like, yeah, 40k ain't like that. <laughs> AOS, yeah, that's true. That's a really good community. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk about orcs, my friend. Uh, the question I want to answer tonight, and I think it's all related to everything that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. But um, are orcs still good in the meta? You know, are they, they? They were one of the first books that came out with AOS 3.0. Them and the Stormcast book, mm -hmm. and so. Are they are they still good? For first off, were Bone Splitters ever good? Never. Never. <laughs> Poor Bone Splitters. Never. I want I, them to be good. I want them to be good so bad. They I was <laughs> I was looking at the book and I'm like, man, they have so many this is so cool. This is so cool. This is so cool. How do you protect this? How do you protect yeah. this? Yeah. How do you protect this? Like they have so many things in it that I'm like, you're just right there at the cusp and, and then it just falls back. You're like Oh, it's so. Oh man, but yeah. you gotta worry about this. Oh, but you have. Oh, but then you got like. I think bone splitters are awesome, and I mean, I know there's like you know Kragnos and a bunch of bunch yeah. of your uh, your your savage boys running across as fast as possible, getting into combat and doing stuff. But in the end of the day, it's it's you know twenty, forty, or sixty wounds with a six up save. You have right. one turn of a four up, and it's like, all right, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and hit you back now, and it's like okay. I just yeah. I don't know, man. Like, and and I was I was playing with lists for like a thousand points, or playing with lists for like twenty five hundred points, and it's just like in no at no level was I was like, okay, yeah, this could take out some stuff. You know, it's yeah. I their only viable list has to include Kit Cracknose, yes. or maybe this new incarnate, right? Um, yeah. But I mean, I don't even think the incarnate by itself will save Bone Splitters. I think I don't have... think it will. You have to have Kragnos and, yep. and you know, I've seen a list of Kragnos and Piggies, you know, the, yep. the you know, uh, more boys do okay, but, um, They man. don't punch hard enough. They don't punch hard enough. No, they don't. They have too few attacks and they have almost no save. I'm like, what is, I can't, like, you know, and I, I just can't. I, I try because you want to make other fun stuff, you know, and it's just, I feel like, I feel like. They're just so lackluster in what they do. The dances and stuff, there's no static. This just happens. And then it's like, all right, yeah. you either cast a spell or you do one of these dances. And two of the dances are pretty interesting. One of them's, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and then even yeah. their casting. Like, man, this spell, plus one to run, charge, and plus one to hit, that's awesome. That's the only spell they have. Yeah. Okay. And Besides it's... the ones on the War Scrolls, because that... That old stare down dude, his war scroll spell's incredible. <laughs> oh, 
I I will say the prophet. Um, yes. Listen, yes. the the, the Wargog prophet, even in the uh, 2.0 book that came out, right? The Warclans 2.0 book. Yeah. He had that um, foot of Gork spell, and um, you know you could because of the big Wog stuff, you could get him like on a plus three to cast pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. Yes. And then all of a sudden, like um, I was playing against Matt Barker with that with that on a Bailwind Vortex, right? <laughs> and um he had 40 uh he was playing a slaves to darkness army i think he had 40 um uh uh marauders coming at me he was and already. by the end of it like 10 were alive yeah. you know and then they all just battle shocked off and he's like well <laughs> and i'm it's like yeah stop, stop, stop easiest stop. thing here's a rogue <laughs> idol here's this dance i'm next to mystical train check this out yeah like I'm like, or not mystical, arcane. I'm like, oh my goodness, like that's going off on a ten a yeah. lot, and by yeah. itself it goes off on a five. I'm like, this, this, this spell is incredible. Yeah. But then everything else around him just falls short. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, it just, I don't know. I, I just see it, and I'm like, I don't see, I don't see how it's going to do much or do enough. Uh, like the the ice bone is good because you good. can you know negate some of the after saves so like that's not a bad army like it's not a bad ability against nurgle for nope. example um especially if you've got a kragnos in there that can take on like a guo or a glotkin you know yeah um Just and walk then like and smash them and they can't like do anything about the save you know like that yeah that uh definitely helps but I don't. I wouldn't consider them a foil for the army. You know what no. I mean? Like the bone splitters. Like the Nurgle's not going out on the table, and be like, "Oh no, the bone splitters! I can't believe you fielded them." You know? These splitters are here. Life is doomed. Like it's like if you're feeling that way, I got I got news for you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Like, but I mean, I mean, Kragnos by himself is a monster, regardless. So it's like here comes Craggy. It's yeah. Like, good luck. Yeah. You yeah. know? So I I I mean, eight inch move. You know, then a five-inch move, and then three to six charge. It's like you know, three charge plus three if you're doing it all the way, right? Yeah. So it's like, I, I mean, you're getting there, but then what are you gonna swing with? You know, what what, what would that be? And they, they got like, like sixty attacks. Yeah. If you get it all in. Yeah, yeah, sixty attacks at like I think it's like fours and threes. Fours, or, fours, fours and, and fours. fours if you're doing the two-inch reach. Yeah, fours now, and now you're looking, fours. You're looking for those sixes, but hey, I landed five sixes. All right, it takes six mortal wounds. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, like okay, I and it's like it. hardly any rend. You know, yes, you're just none. like, oh gosh. I, I don't. I just don't see it. They just don't have a lot going for them. Poor, poor nah. guys. Um, I do want to come back to the Wargog Prophet's mask when yeah. we talk about Big Wog because all of a sudden, in yes. a Big Wog list, like that mask is amazeballs. It's it's good. It's very good. It, I like that they let you play with the kitchen sink in the big walk. I yeah. like the idea of playing with everything. I don't like the big walk. I like yeah. playing with everything, and that's the cool part. I think if you're building a list in the big walk to do big walk stuff, you clearly haven't read the big walk. Right. But right. Which is funny to be so so. All right. Well, let's talk about big walk right now. Unless you want to talk about cruel boys and iron. No, no, no. Well, let's go a direction. Let's go Big Wog. All right, so Big Wog. Um, Big Wog in 2.0 was much better. Um, they totally I... nerfed the the points that you can earn and then the abilities that you get with those points. That's what I heard. 
That's what I heard. Yeah, it's it's tough now because I I played Big Wog quite a bit in 2.0. I liked it. Um, yeah. Uh, I was playing with mostly Iron Jaws units, but then I would throw in a Prophet as a general, you know, to get Heck that yeah, uh, you know foot of Gork stuff and um and and maybe have a Rogue Idol now now and then and you know have a, a Wardock <laughs> to like give that Rogue Idol like all the bonuses that they could handle, you know. So I love me the Rogue Idol. That... Yeah. That's a slamming monster. Yeah, but he, I just feel like he's not used as much now because it's really difficult to get him those bonuses. It, it, it definitely is. I mean, the rogue idol by himself does a lot of stuff. It, it, the way I think about it, like 18 wound model with a 5 of ward save means he's a 24 wound model. Yeah. Right? So I got 24 wounds. If you got some of those war docs, it's like, you know, he'll D3. You know, if you take life swarm, he'll D3. You can keep him alive. You know, he, he's decent enough in terms of, like, you know, defense. You know, four of armor, say, five yeah. of ward. Yeah. He, he goes in a lot of stuff. It's just, are you going to take a rogue idol or right. are you going to take a mall crusher? Exactly. You know, exactly. And... <laughs> and I think I think it goes to your point that you made earlier in the, in the show, which is um, you need something that can take a hit. And I think a rogue idol absolutely is mm. that thing, right? Mm. But you need something that's going to be able to deal out 35 damage. And yes. the Mock Crusher can do that. I don't think the rogue idol is up to the task for that. I, I, I'd agree with that 100%. You know, uh, one destroyer, a couple impact hits, you know, and, and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm going to cripple your guy now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the, the idol will walk up. I mean, 10 attacks, 2 damage, 3 damage if you have a chainer. You know, it's like he can come in and do a lot of damage, but you're yeah. looking at hitting all, wounding all, him felling all to do it. Right. right. And I, I don't I, I don't know. But like like we said, you're not going to run into giants every fight. You know, to me, if sure. you take a rogue idol, I want to take like two or three casters. But then you look at the spells and the actual like the orc book and yeah. a couple of them are good, but they're not like crazy offensive right you know? right absolutely like they'll uh they'll let you move i think a little bit faster mm -hmm. most of those mm -hmm. spells um some of them have you know decent like some de defense spells and stuff like that you've got a couple of them like again like the foot of gork that can yep. smash some things up pretty good foot of gork is beautiful i've gotten off one time i know right me too <laughs> one time because <laughs> it goes off on like a 10 it's so it goes high. off on a 10 and you're stabbing yourself the whole time you're like yeah. oh that's an eight okay like, oh, but when it goes off, you're very happy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, right, for cool. sure. That was three stomps. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Big Wog, I've I've tried to put together a list, a decent list with the Big Wog, right? Which is, um, I wanted, uh, some, I wanted, like, a Mock Crusher or some Piggies, probably some Piggies. But I was yeah. thinking Mock Crusher, too, because you want, like, a you want at least want one monster in your list during yeah. the Season of War, right? Right so, now, you really do. You want to be, you need one monster. Yeah, at least, at least. So, um, so I had, I think I had, like, a Mock Crusher. I had, like, six Bolt Boys, you know, a Swamp Collar Shaman to give, like, that, you know, Mortal Wounds on the five up. Yeah. Um, I didn't go with the marsh crawler that like gives an additional mortal wound on a six, just because it was like three hundred points, right? So yeah, I didn't, I couldn't really fit it in the list. So I ended up with something like two units of ten um, hobgrots for screening. I had um, a couple piggies. I had the mock crusher. I had a couple bolt boys and the shaman, and I'm just like, okay, well, this is interesting. But, um, man, it was really hard to make the points work for me. Like, I kept ending up with a list that was, like, 
nine hundred or, or like nine nineteen um one thousand nine hundred and thirty. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like that just feels like such a gross number. You <laughs> 1, know, nine hundred and thirty. No one's <laughs> gonna be able to touch me. Yeah, right. Exactly. All the triumphs in the world. You know, so um, well, we were fooling around with it, just like having fun. The problem is like your your battle line, right? So we're like yes. Maul Crusher, War Chainer, the Shaman, the Shaman uh, Swamp Crawler, the obviously the Prophet. You have to take him. A yeah, War Dog. Oh yeah. Two units yep. of Ard Boys, and then shooting two Beast Killaboes. You know, like you said, three just Bolt Boys, and then unit of six Gorg Runners is what we were looking at. Uh huh. And I mean, I just don't see. Like, I mean, you obviously have your Maul Crusher and you have your, your Gorg Runners going down the field at the same time to come get stuff. Yep. You know, but you only have one War Chainer, so only one of those things is going to be a little bit better. I can see playing this list. The only problem is, like, you're losing out on... You're losing out on smashing and bashing. You're losing out yeah. on so many things that yeah. you get from the other groups to right. just take all the toys. Yeah. Yes, you absolutely hit on the, um, the you hit the nail on the head of, in my opinion, the problem with um, uh, Big Walk, which is you don't get Smash and Bastion. You still get the Mighty Destroyers, not terrible, right? Yeah. You still get the Mighty Destroyers, but you lose out on the Smash and Bastion. Only like one unit gets the six plus venom encrusted weapons. Yep. You know, the uh, another unit gets the glowing tattoos. Like, okay, big deal. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. yeah, and I don't. I, it's just it, for me. I. I mean, I'm sure I can. We can sit and we can theory hammer and we can come up with some stuff that we think might might do some things. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just. It, it, I. I have a feeling at some point, like shooting is going to become an actual thing. Where there's some armies that have some really good shooting, but at some point there will be armies that can do enough shooting to take on a lot of armies. And when that happens, I mean, what are you going to do with the big wog? They're gonna just outright kill your puppet right away, or profit right away. Your your war chainer's gone right away. Both your skewer bows are gone right away. It's like, all right, well, you have a mall crusher. Come on yeah. over and kill a unit, and then right. I'll kill your mall crusher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, I just, I don't know. It's like, and, and that's the fun part about the game is like with Ideneth coming out, with the new books coming out, it changes the meta each time, and it makes certain things that weren't say viable a month ago. Yeah. Kind of viable because everyone's playing this thing, and now there's a room for it and a place for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, in my opinion, mm -hmm. the big wog is best played at like 3,000 points. Dude, I wish. I wish we had... Yes. You know? Like, yes. if you could get a 3,000 point, like, kind of Armageddon-style game, you know? Yeah. Um, boy, howdy. That big wog would be so much fun to play. It, like, it would you, be incredible. <laughs> you'd have so much, so many tools out there just to, like... It, it would feel so thematic and so, like, epic, you know, to to have, you know, Bolt Boys up on the hill just, like, slinging mortal wounds and a Maw Crusher and a bunch of piggies going out there. And you've got, you know, some, some you know, Arrow Boys or some Savage Boys running up the field, too. Like, it would it would be very cool. Very, very yeah. cool. Anything to, anything to shake it up, you know. Like, I, I we used to joke about, like, a Bring Your King tournament where, like, you you take some named character and the type of troops that go with them, and you have to bring that and those type of troops, and then anything else. Like it would be fun to just like have like themed tournaments again. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah. Where it's totally. not bring your two thousand point list you play every weekend with your friends. Like hey, here's something crazy. Play this. 
And that, that, you know, maybe that is one of the downsides of the ITC, right? Because people are chasing after those points that, um, you know, and you've got limited, I know I have limited tournament availability yes. because I got family stuff going on and all this other stuff. And so you're like, oh, like if I'm going to play, I want to get ITC points. But, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to win an ITC anytime soon. I'm not playing nearly as much. So some of these theme tournaments sound amazing, like a lot of yeah. fun, you know, so um but uh the big log i think that you have to have man mandatory two profits in every list i think so i think you have to two profits yeah i mean i kind of agree you got the mass like two mass like doing their things just doing the ooga booga is so good man (laughs) it's honestly so good you're like hey i'm an ooga booga now like what's that it's like check this out (laughs) yeah Oh, dude, like, the fact that you can do the mortal wounds, and, I mean, of course, like, my luck is that I end up rolling the dice and end up killing myself, Uh, right? Then you kill yourself. That's dice. Exactly, but, I mean, the fact if it were to go off once, twice, three times, maybe, and, like, you'd end up taking down, like, a freaking guo because you just start rolling mortal wounds like crazy, this, like, little tiny warlock prophet just laser beam stares, you know, a big old monster, I think it's hilarious. I understand why why it says at the start of the hero phase, Mm -hmm. but if it just said, like, during the shooting phase. Oh, I know. They give that man, like, a little run and a move. And, like, hey, I see you. Like, oh, like, they have to be dumb enough to stay near him. I'm like, come on, man. Like, where's the counterplay? I have to hope I go back to back the worst part of the game. All right. (laughs) So, so this is where, again, if you have 3,000 points to mess with, you bring a shaman right and yes can, couldn't you teleport him y- yes and then you, you can... just drop him in front and he just laser beams that would be oh i guess that's not at the start of the hero phase though huh because the spell oh shoot that wouldn't work well so my question is yeah i guess you're right because it has to be you would pick command ability you'd pick your battle tactic and then that would have to happen right then yeah I, i'm oh. actually looking it up right now just to make sure, like why? Why couldn't I choose yeah, to the cast start, a spell first? That's weak. At the yeah, at the start of the hero phase, instead of attempting to dispel a cat, a spell, or casting spells, you uh. can pick one enemy unit within twelve inches of this unit that is visible and roll it. Although I will say this: don't the well, not in the big wog. I was gonna say the bone splitters get like a eight inch pregame eight inch move, move, don't they? If you take a a a melee like hero as your general, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, that's so. eight inches. That's twenty inches. A lot of these deployments are 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 just eighteen inches. Yeah. That you do have a ch- there. There are some situations where it'd be it'd be useful. You know what I mean? It would be so hilarious because it, it it says you know obviously pick one enemy unit within twelve inches of this unit that is visible, and roll a dice on a three plus that enemy suffers d three mortal wounds, and then you get to continue to do that if you roll a three plus, d three mortal wounds three plus d three mortal wounds you can keep doing that until the guy dies or whenever you decide to stop. Yeah, even if you take d six wounds yourself, you just go again. Yeah. You're like, here I go. I mean, you've heard the stories. I almost killed Arkan. I almost killed this person. Like, yeah. That's the cool stuff, man. Like, yeah. the things that happen once every, like, four tournaments. Like, that's the stuff you want to see. But like we were talking about, with Big Wog or Bone Splitters, this guy can easily be targeted out before he gets to do his one trick. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. And it and people people know like especially in a bone splitters army, let's say you have two prophets, yeah. people are like, those are the two things that I need to kill. 
Yeah, you know, those and, need to die. <laughs> and oh, the dragons are going to shoot those guys for sure. And they yeah. only have like five wounds, is it? Six wounds? Seven. Seven wounds. Oh, yeah. There's, but... there's seven wound models, man. Those guys are like, they're definitely hardy. They can't die to themselves. And they have that six up ward save. Yeah. Like the, the paint or whatever. So they yeah. have that right off the bat. So, I mean, that's good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And they or get a cast, uh, they get a cast two spells. Cast which, two, dispel two. Yeah, which was a change, I think, right? Were, were, did they always be able to do 12? I think they always were able to do two spells, but, like, I I haven't played them that often. I've never, I played against them one time when my buddy was like, I know it can kill your piggies. And I was like, what's that? Check this out. And I'm like, bro, they're dead. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, he's like, fear these big stabbers. I was like, what do they do? Well, they're going to go kill your giant. I just put my, uh, Maw Crusher in front of him. I was like, go ahead and attack him. I want to see what it does. Right, right. Like, they can't kill him. Now get them out of here. It's like the the one army that was awesome. I remember watching people crush with it. Was the shooting, the um yeah the our boys uh, the yeah. uh, cunning rock or whatever. It was nuts watching them. Yeah. It's like hold on, I got to get ninety dice, and I'm like yeah okay yeah right. You just literally needed buckets. Uh, so <laughs> seems, seems reasonable. I like it. <laughs> You're right, right. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about cruel boys. What's your impression yes. of cruel boys? I think, I think so, man, Cruel Boys are extremely good in a thousand points in okay. a team tournament. Okay, okay, In a team yes. tournament, yes. I feel like they're almost an auto in. Um, the amount of damage that they can, you know, put out when they can be screened by something else is awesome. Mm -hmm. if, if you have something that stops people from getting to them, good luck, because right. they just hurt. Now, by themselves, at, at 2,000 points, I've seen the big blobs of whatever their their, their little goblin guys are called. Yeah, the I've hobgrats. Seen, hobgrats. I've seen those guys, like, do some stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, they inevitably lose. The, excuse me, the breakup boss, 100%. If his war scroll or keywords just said monster, he'd be the best unit in the game, in my in my opinion. Really? He's insane damage potential. I yeah. think he's very good, and with all the tricks they can do, moving things around, like making it to where you can't see them, air quotes, right? Like, yeah. it just comes in in a monster-type army. I mean, we're talking about, like, like Kragnos, right? Like, I'm going to put Kragnos and two of these things in. These things charge into your army, they're they're going to hurt you. Right. If they make it into your line, these things can actually do a significant amount of damage. I mean, you're, you're upwards of, of, what, 10 attacks minus 2, you know, 3 damage? Like, yeah. They're beautiful. The, the Bolt Boys, incredible. The Killabo, it was really cool for a minute when you're reading it, but one shot, it's I mean, so I don't play. Swingy. So sweet. Yeah, yes. I don't play Gargant, so I guess, you know, if one of those shot me and rolled 35 dice, I guess I'm taking 12 wounds. But yeah. then I'm going to come over there and I'm going to punch your army. Right. So it's like you have to have three. Now, if you have three of those, that's pretty good, you know. Yeah. I think there's some armies out there, but again, there's a lot of other armies that can reach out and touch you and that's kind of the problem oh that's your bolt right there all right it's dead oh that's another bow right. okay it's dead. right right you know and then Dra this, dragons uh, are one of those right yes they just come out and say hi i pick it up now and then they yeah. charge you afterwards so it's yeah. like it's like a, a twofer i think though honestly we played against them in a team tournament it's the only game our team dropped it was actually me and my buddy tim he was playing the five dragons i was playing you know the the mall crusher and the piggies uh -huh. um I decided to go first. I completely forgot that the Bolt Boys have two wounds each. 
And I was like, oh, we got this. Everything's wide open. I can charge across. It'll be Gucci. Yeah, it wasn't Gucci. Yeah, so he he was able to have piggies literally blocking off his entire army. It stopped me from getting to everything. Yeah. And I was like, this is dope. And just one break of boss off into the side at a thousand points just holds that objective because you don't want to go near it. It's just going to kill you. Yeah. Like, it's the, the, the army is extremely good. And that's why like I'm really hopeful that Maybe not like as a main tournament, right? Like you go to a tournament, you want to play your the two thousand point grand tournament, you know, five games, whatever. But one day maybe you have like a twenty five hundred point big game, and yeah. the next day you have like a you know a team tournament or whatever you decide to do. I, I think mixing up and giving people more options to play with more toys and different toys is huge, and I think that's where like honestly the cruel boys right now I think they're extremely good in team tournaments. I think so too. Um, I think that the the only build that is successful for them right now is the like nine bolt boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Screened by Hobgrats with a couple of uh, Killabos, and um, I lo- I also love the Mirebrut. You know, yes. Trogoth on the with the break of boss on Mirebrut Trogoth. Uh, first off, that model is amazeballs. It's beautiful. It- Gobs break, amazing. Killaboss, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Like yeah. they did a, a really, really good job. It, it's just the how do you screen your stuff effectively against a good amount of armies? Yeah, is was always my problem with them. Yeah, I I think so too. I they just um I think to be successful with cruel boys. In not the obvious way, which is like the the bolt boys, you know. If you were to try to be successful with them in other ways, I think you have to be a very very savvy player. Yes. Like you really have to know this army in and out. You have to know its strengths and weaknesses. And I think it. I think this army wants you to play to its theme, which is yes. like sneaky. You have to be sneaky and know these tricks to like... You have to, yeah, you have to know your war scrolls. You have to mm-hmm. know what they do. You have to know your extra stuff, your command traits, like which one are you taking? Yeah. You, you know, you like, they, and I was looking, they have a lot of dirty tricks, a lot of cool stuff, yeah. you know? Like, and it's so situational. I liked it because two of the three, at least, are really situational, and I was like, oh, these are cool. There's one that's useless, but it is what it is. What it is. I, I think the covered in mud one is my absolute favorite, where you get yes. to like basically put it somewhere. And I thought even just putting bolt boys covered in mud on top of a hill, where yep. they can't be targeted from you know ranged attacks or whatever. It's like I don't. I, I feel like Games Workshop dropped the ball. They should have named it covered in mud. They should have just named it John Cena. Like, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but you know they can call me. Call me. I got you. Ignore my. You know Great Britain's a terrible place. Ignore that. Call got you. But, but the, I mean, noisy racket. It's like, oh, man, this, this team's going to alpha strike the hell out of me. Okay, uh-huh. I guess we'll do this. You, you know, it, it's good. It's yeah. good. All three of their families, I feel like, have a place. Two, well, one more than two, and, and, and two more than the third. But yeah. everything in the Cruel Boys, I feel like, actually has, like, a location. has a thing it can do. And I agree. It, it's very much, you, if you know this army and you know what it can do, you can really catch people off guard. I, I just don't – I think that the Bolt Boys are so obvious, like the obvious choice, that we just really haven't seen players go out and really try some of the other things, you know? Yeah. And I, I can't tell if it's that, like, people just aren't courageous enough to try and, like, go and lose or or if it's um, 
if it's that uh, they just, I don't know, some of these things where you're like, this is really cool, but then what, right? Like it, it's almost missing that one extra little piece to make it good. You I, know, it's it's yes. like it's like it's seventy five percent the way there to be a good list, but because it doesn't have that extra twenty five percent, I it's not worth it for me to try to take it. Well, we're like messing messing with stuff, and it was like, okay, what kind of what kind of armies can you take? What kind of things can you do to like be sneaky and all that? And like, I'm looking at things like you can you can turn around and take a lot. I'm, do, I'm literally I'm literally just doing it right now, real quick. There you go. You can take like literally five like monstrous creatures, a bunch of bolt boys, a bunch of the skewer boys, and literally just run down the field as fast as you can at people. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go straight forward. Can you do the sixty wounds it will take to kill all my monsters while I run towards you? Because they do do a lot of damage. And their attack profile is actually decent. You know, right. and you back that up with bolt boys, like you were saying, and the, the bolt throwers, and you're picking out targets the whole time you're running down. Yeah. Now it's like we talked about a seventeen drop list, but. Yep. I'm coming down after you. Yeah. I, I think what you said, I, I think a lot of people like don't want to invest in, 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 you know, like snatch up bosses. Like, I don't want to get one of those. I don't want to get the, uh, the slogath. I don't want to, I don't want to buy these things. And it's yeah. like, I don't know, man. Like, I think there's, I think, I think there's, there's something in there. there. I just, I, I do too. And I just feel like we haven't seen it yet. And I keep looking at it. And I'm like, what am I missing here? You know what I mean? Like, cause I feel like there's gotta be something in there. I'm just um, praying Caleb doesn't listen to this because then he's going to say, hey, you want to paint these things? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's do go this, ahead and, Caleb. Go ahead and buy them, Caleb. <laughs> oh, buy them? My man buys six of those Dominion boxes. He got everything oh he needs. Like, wow. Yeah, he, okay. he went hard. He he really liked the theme of the army. I think the yeah. theme of the army is good, but honestly, like it's the allure of like like Zeech. Like, even I look at him like, man, that seems like so much fun. Like I'm going to cast 18 spells this time. Right, it's right, like, right. It's hard for him to get away from that and like let's move on to this. Yeah. He'll do it though. I got faith yeah. in him. He'll he'll back up soon. Well, uh speaking of spells, I think that the cruel boys have the best spells in the book. Yes. Like yes. some of them it, some of them are stupid amazing. I just don't think they have very good casters. No, they have no pluses. So you have to like literally you have to get it off. <laughs> yeah. They, they have no casters, but there there's their spells are, are are really good. They're Yes. Um, I really like um, the Black Pit, which is uh, like it's a casting value of 7, range 12, right? Um, you pick an enemy unit within range, and you roll a dice for each model in that unit for each 6. Um, and for each roll, each other roll that is equal or greater to that unit's save characteristic, that unit suffers off. a mortal wound. It's so, amazing. Like that thing is ridiculous against Stormcast. It is, and with the <laughs> tricks. I mean, it's the tricks. It's like, okay, I need to deal with this. I'm gonna move to that thing that's outside of nine of them. They can't see me. I go first. Boom. Do the spell. Yeah. Like it's so many trips. I mean, choking miss. I thought was pretty funny. Like, it, it, it the, anything that manipulates people's attack profiles, yeah. I think, are very underused. Like minus one to wound. It's like, hi, yeah. instead of wound on three, you're going to wound on a four. I mean, that's 16%. Like, yeah. just, yeah. all right, cool, check this out. Yeah, like, anything that adjusts the amount of tax people have, I think, are, are amazing. Right. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, there's so much out there that gives you, like, a, a plus one to attack, minus one yep. to attack on your dice yep. roll, that when you start messing with the wounds or with the attack characteristics, right? Like, like... Bro, nasty <laughs> hex. Yeah. Like, it's just like, hi... Uh, no, uh, you have no word safe. Like,
yeah. e- even sneaking, like honestly, all four of their spells. I, I when you look at them, you're like, there's an actual use for all four of these spells. Where in the other lores, there's spells that like in particular armies, you're never gonna use that. Never gonna but use it. Yeah. All four of these, like, hey, this monster that moves twelve, it's gonna go twenty four in one turn. Well, they just got fastened. You yeah. know, like they're they're screaming across the table now. Now my big guy's in combat with you. Right. It's 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 significantly good. I was very underwhelmed with the uh, bone splitter spells, to be honest. Like the oh, only yeah. one I actually liked was Warbor. Which is hilarious because you like you would think that the bone splitters would have the best spells. Yes. yes. Right. I but, think they have some of the best like scroll like uh, battle scroll spells. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Those are incredibly good. But these, you, you hit the you hit the nail on the head. These are amazing. The yeah. only one I think that holds a candle to him is Basham Lads, because oh yeah, that spell is really awesome. So so let's let's move into the Iron Jaws then, right? So this right. is your bread and butter, my friend. These are my peoples. Uh, I will I'll, I'll, let me talk about the Basham Lads real quick because I told you I had my double Ma Crusher list, six piggies, mm. uh, two War Chanters, and a Shaman. Um, and I put the uh, Arcane Tome and Basham Lads on one of my Mock Crushers. That's a smart man. Yeah. So, I mean, at Basham Lads, casting value of 8, right? You get to add 1 to the rune, wound rolls by all friendly Iron Jaws units that are wholly within 16 inches of the caster. So, yes. that's pretty amazing. Especially, I had my Brutes, like, right there with me. Um, and the Piggies weren't far away, too. And the, so, the Brutes... Uh, fighting the plague drones were like doing twos and twos, right? So that was, that was pretty amazing. Uh, it just sucked that they were my screens and he Lincoln chewed through those brutes pretty early uh... on. So I didn't have that many left, but the ones that were there, boy, they put some damage in. You know, they they, they do do that. Like I I tried a casting list uh, for fun, and I mean Photogork, like we talked about, if you get it off, it's really good. But it's getting it off is the hard part. You know, the big green hand, I've literally never cast that spell ever because yeah. I play piggies. And I can go touch your turn one regardless. So right. it never was a thing for me. And then people were like, hey, what about brutes with this and this? You know, plus one damage, hand to gork them over. You know, mighty destroyers, they chart. I'm like, I don't know, man. It just seems like a lot. And I have to get the spell off on a seven. And I'm yeah. like the worst caster ever. Like, I never get spells off. I don't have bad luck per se. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful watching, like, you know, I rolled a five. I rolled a four. Yeah. I rolled a five. Like, it's all good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to come in. I'm going to swing 30 attacks at you. Then I'll, then I'll do something. But, I don't know, Basham, Lads, Foot of Gork. I mean, they have some good spells, too. Yeah. But Basham, like we said, anything that adjusts, in my mind, anything that adjusts combat, if you're a combat-driven army, is so detrimental and so positive. It's like I'm plus one to wound. You know, three units being able to do plus one to attack. I'm like, <laughs> or yeah. plus one to hit. Excuse me. Yeah. Look, I um, I think uh, so. So, are there are there two builds for Iron Jaws in your opinion? Yes, there's two viable builds for sure. The double Maw Crusher build is a viable build. Okay. Like, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and tell people that that's not a viable build. One, right. I think that build is funner than the build I play, and I think it outputs. As much damage as what I play. I right. think it goes in and it says hello. And then things don't respond because it's all dead. Like, right. it's very good. M- my problem is I, I just, with Bellacor being out there, with uh-huh. all these extra units now being out there with giants, being able to Mighty Destroyers, 
three different things forward and not your mall crusher is funny. When you go forward with three units of pigs yeah. and you sit back with your mall crusher because you're, say you're going second, right? Like you gave yep. up the turn or, or whatever happened. Being able to go, I'm going to counter punch after my piggies hit you with my mall crusher. Or I'm going to type your entire army, lose the roll, you go second, and then I'm going to come in with my mall crusher. Yeah. Like there's just waves to iron jaws where it feels like an actual cavalry charge where like a lot of armies you don't feel like the medieval cavalry charge like here comes your piggies usually if you know what you're doing they come in and you'll kill a unit here and a unit here and you're like okay maybe i didn't kill this one they swing back and you're like all right you killed two pigs my turn again here comes the mall crusher or i retreat these guys out or i charge into something behind them because of the blood tooth's ability like there's so much fun and if there's things you're scared of like kragnos for instance he's a big thing that people are afraid of i come in i fight one of your small giants or i fight this small unit and then i charge again straight into kragnos kragnos don't get a swing he takes impact hits and now we roll and see do i get a go again yeah like there's just a lot to it that i i think iron jaws has so many levels and their wog is the best wog of the three of theirs it's, yeah, definitely. It's... Adding that extra rend and giving yeah. the plus one to the charge is, is definitely um, uh, pretty key. I played against uh, Sons of Bahamut, and I completely tabled them in round three in no small part. I mean, I had two mock crushers, right? Mm-hmm. And I called that Iron Jaws Wog, and they just ate through those things because all of a sudden, like, the, you know that tail attack, it's getting like, it just went straight through. All the damage went straight through. And I had, you know, because uh, they were, I I did like uh, the finest hour and I gave them all out attacks. So I'm hitting twos and twos on everything. And like, you know, the rend is out of control and I got the war chanter buff on him. So he's like, I said, all the tail attacks went through and he goes, okay, how, how much damage? I'm like 28 damage. Yes. Just the tail. Um, and then they stare yeah. at you, and you just look at them, and you go, I know. I, I know. I'm, sorry. I, I'm pretty sure you need to pick up the model now, you know? It, Use it, both it's, hands. It's, 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 Use both hands, please. But pick it, it up. <laughs> but that leads me to, like, my – I don't want to say, like, everyone wants to win. I say it all the time. Yeah. Like, I want to win the game, but I want to have a fun game. Yeah. You know, I'm not at a point in my life where I have to win this tournament. Like, I want right. to have fun. So, like, when I look at certain opponents, and I'm like, man, you are not having fun right now. Right. All right, like I need to play something different. But when you say are our, our orcs in a, in a position to win, yes, I think in the hands of a player that knows their book mm-hmm. and knows what they're doing, I don't want to say they're a guarantee, but I'll say it: they're a guarantee four and one army with decent matchups. You can yeah. go five and zero. Oh. Right. Like they're a four and one. There's 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 I think that's whole fair. yeah there's whole armies that literally can't beat them. Or I I have to roll straight ones and twos, right? Like for you to win. Like yeah. there's armies that just I'm really sorry. This isn't going to be a fun game for you. Let's try to make it fun. Or you're thinking that in your head, like how can I make this fun for them? And then it's like, all right, cool. We salvaged some part of a game so the person at least wasn't like miserable the whole time, right? You know, and and that's where my mind goes. And there's other armies where because I I played against Nurgle without knowing what their army does, right? And yeah. I, I charge in like I always do. And my big guy, I didn't use destroyer because I was like, I don't need destroyer. I went into two of those uh, blight drones oh, and yeah. I failed to kill them by one. And I'm like mathematically because we all do math i was like i easily should have killed him with three damage upstairs and four damage downstairs i'm like yeah 
what just happened? Like, how did I not kill him? Yeah. And, and that kind of stuff just happens, right? right? So, and then I learned about their bubbles and minus one to hit and minus one rend and minus one. I'm like, oh, so all I had to do was stay away from you and make you split your army up. And right. that's where it comes into, well, I'll never make that mistake again. Hey, fun game, you know? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love me some. I mean, the little tricks, like, my destroyer is into combat, retreat out of combat. Oh, you didn't redeploy? I'm going to now pile into your guy and kill him in, in the back. It's like, that's funny. Yeah. You know, there's lots of little tricks I feel like they do that people don't see, you know, and it's like, yeah, I can, I can just do this. Like, I'm not going to move my big guy forward and they just stare at you. You're like, yeah, I'm just going to attack you pigs. Yep. Yeah. Well, and so I think that you hit on an important thing. I mean, I, I like the double mark crusher list. I'm not like wedded to it. I was just, you know, cause it's, I mean, it's fun, right? Like it's two fun. general plates going down the, down the field, but um, <laughs> two onions. Uh, <laughs> are you allergic? Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, I think you hit on an important point though. And, and you didn't come out and say it right away um, or directly, but um, your list with all, all the piggies and only one mock crusher, what it's doing is is it's taking advantage of the subclan ability yes. of the blood twos, right? Like if you only have one unit of piggies, are you maximizing that ability? Like to you know, um, Not even same, close. Say yeah, exactly. Same thing if you're if you're taking um to choppas, right? Like mm -hmm. you better have uh like a bunch of art boys on the on the field right like yeah. you better have a bunch of like um war chanters helping you out there and uh you know if you are i think if you're taking the um iron sensibility right like you need um you need to really think about how can i charge in my opponent's charge phase like what does that like am I, yeah. like am i maximizing my position and i mean obviously this is like with every army, every army's got its tricks that you need to learn how to do it. But I feel like it's especially important with the iron jaws. Yeah, if, if to me, if you're playing, if you're playing the double mall crusher, I almost think you really should be playing iron jaws. Like you really Straight should be playing jaws. that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That way, when people come over and charge, or iron sun, excuse me, people yep. come to to you know attack you, they don't want to engage your big guys. Like they're gonna find other things to kill. And like, okay, cool, I'm gonna charge you now. Yeah. And like, yep. oh, that's right. And, and then yep. I mean. Not to like gloat in other people's face, but haha! I use one command dice and rally three units of pigs. Like, right. it's a beautiful right. thing. One command dice and I can redeploy three times. Like, yeah. it's really funny. Like they they made the mall crusher, and I think one of the better units in the game. Like, yeah, and, and there's like I'll... three or four that are up there. I yeah. think he's one of the better ones that are just like, this guy's just incredible. Well, it's funny because I feel like in 2.0, the Mock Crusher's dinner plate base was a liability. Mm -hmm. But with the ability to now affect three different units with a command ability, that dinner plate has now become an asset. Because now you can reach out and touch somebody further on, on either side, right? Yep. Um, so... Uh, I agree. I think that they they made him like very very good. Um, how do you how do you feel about a list with like a lot of brutes? So let's say you have like maybe a mod crusher like I don't know unit of ten brutes, unit of another ten brutes, and maybe like three piggies or something like that. I, I think if you're not playing um, if you're not playing choppas, don't even worry about taking piggies. Yeah. Like I, I just why take them? Like if you're playing brutes, like. I, I see like one large unit of brutes, you know, your shaman, you're going to send him across the table with, uh -huh. with Hannah Gork. Then you're going to fly your guy up with fast in mighty destroyer with that guy to send him up five inches closer. Yeah. Go in and tie up someone's entire line with 15 brutes and you're going to do so much damage. Yeah. 
the problem is like you're looking for that seven or vice versa i'm just going to take you know two or three and it's a ten brutes i'm gonna walk towards these objectives and go okay you c come on over and take the objective now and yeah, it's like and their war scroll ability that lets them take objectives from yes. units that only have one wound is yes. hilarious to me. I, 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 I've <laughs> always been attracted to to destruction. Like, yeah. I played Dark Elves originally because I just asked that guy, I was like, what's the least played army? And at the time, it was Dark Elves, right? Yeah. They didn't have a new book. I was like, all right, I'll play Dark Elves. And then we went to Orcs and Goblins, and Caleb had great success with that. And then I went to Ogres, and I was like, these guys are so much fun. And then, I, you know, as you play, because you're just a player, you learn about the factions and what they mean and what they do. And I fell in love with the thought of what Orcs are, right? Yeah. They're just big slobbering behemoths that just want to crump as much as humanly possible and it's like yo i could so relate that's pretty cool yeah you know, and that's like the brutes to me the brutes just walking down the field staring at their opponent like all right we're gonna fight soon get ready like i think they're super fun i can see like a brute list with kragnos would be pretty funny you know i just think it'd be unnecessary because you already have mall crushers so yeah. I, I, don't yeah. know. I don't know if you need Kragdos, but right. I, I can see running a list of brutes. And then obviously, like you said, you're doing Choppa. So you're taking maybe two war trainers. You save on a bunch of points there because you're not taking three. Right. You know, right. for me, I, I really like the uh, Fungal Cave Shaman because yeah. I feel like orcs really like their command points. Yeah, they're definitely command shaman, point hungry. Yeah. Yeah. He hooks it up, baby. Like yes, every once does. in a while, you just smile and go, I got an extra one. Let's play. And And he's a great model just to sit on a back objective. He's beautiful. I mean, he's like, eight wounds. Out, four board save. Here we go. Yeah, yeah just hang like, out, buddy. You're good. It's just chill right here. I, I oftentimes forget he's in the game. I'm like, oh, that's right. Hold on. I got to make something a monster so I can get Savage Spearhead. Come here. You, <laughs> right? You're a monster. Go over there. It's like, yeah. It's so clutch. I mean, honestly, I've gotten a lot of points just from that. Because, you know, you play you, know, you play Iron Jaws. Either you lose pretty yeah. much by turn two or you've won by turn two. So then you spend the next, you know, 20 minutes talking out the game and I think there's certain things we can do for tournaments to make them extremely competitive and really clean up the top tables. I'm not picking on nobody, but I've seen some shit stuff. I've yeah. seen some stuff. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that was rude. Like there's a lot of people trying really hard and you just gave that person all those points. Yeah. Why'd you do that? Yeah. And it's just like, I'm gonna walk this way. Cause for me, like I remember when I was young and I get why they do it. Cause they want best sportsman votes and they want people to like them. But you're just like hurting everyone beneath you that's trying really hard to win. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right. I, I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of cool stuff I think we do as a community. I like the idea of like, if you don't get your grand strategy, I get a point. Right. So it stops people from wanting to just give it to you. Yeah. If for you sure. didn't get your battle tactic, I get a point. It stops yeah. you from just giving it to you. Yeah, definitely. You know, like little things like that. Like, I don't, I, it's like I think of like magic and, most people don't play magic, but like if I'm playing my game right here and you're playing a game next to me and I do something wrong, either by mistake or on purpose, it is your job to tell me or to call over a judge. Yeah. If you don't, you get banned or you get a point against you for not saying something. Right. Like, cause I think, I think the vast majority of mistakes are made honestly where people are like, Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, my, my war scroll changed. I forgot. Like, I don't think it's on purpose most of the time. And, like, Games Workshop does a good job of shifting stuff up and, and changing things. But at the same time, now I got to relearn my army. I got to relearn my War Scrolls. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. I got to throw these away. These are no longer the War Scrolls. Like, cool. Let's do this. So, um, I think 
with the exception of the Cruel Boys, right, mm-hmm. the biggest glaring issue, in my opinion, with Iron Jaws, and I mean, there's bigger glaring issues with Bone Splitters, but with Iron Jaws anyway, is uh, lack of mortal wounds. So for me, it's lack of mortal wo- wounds and choices. Okay. I have seven. Yeah. Let me make sure. Hold on. If you don't cloud a name character, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If you don't include Gordrak, I have seven choices. I'm not right. including these random things they put in the back. Like, I have only seven. Yeah. You know, there's, like you said, the only mortal wound, wound, wound stuff is from Gorgrunner's charging, which is good. Yeah. You know, or, or Gordrak stomping. Yeah. Not yeah. Gordrak, but a Maul Crusher stomping. Crusher, yep. But other than that, you don't have more wounds it, unless you're getting a 10 off on a spell. Right. You're not getting mortal wounds. And, and it, it is a problem. The thing where I think it evens out so it's not so, you know, you have so many attacks. Like seven attacks per piggy. Yeah. It's here we come. So it, it's weight of dice, right? Yes. It's it that's in my mind a hundred percent what it is. And it's good dice. It's not fours on fours, it's threes on threes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if you all attack it's twos on threes. You know, right. like it's a lot of dice and you're just picking them up and you're just rolling them and you turn to your opponent and you say, Make twenty three saves. Right. And it's like sometimes it's make twenty three saves at Ren three. Yep. Yep. You know, yeah. so it's like you're hundred percent right. No mortal wound outfit for for this army, but outside of the super behemoth things like the the Kragnos or some some of the uh, the the AOS uh, space marines, not mm-hmm. a lot of things have a two up or one up armor save. Right. So you could get through a lot of it. It's just the unrendable stuff. The like what what I always tell people like when I play like against Night Hunt or things that can't be rendered, it's like it's my best matchup, and they're like, well, why do you say that? I was like, because I have a million attacks. That's right. It's like I'm okay. I got a million attacks. I'll, I'll, you'll fail them. You can't pass them all. You know. Right. And and yeah, I mean that is totally Nighthound's weakness, right? It's just the sheer number of attacks will totally eat them away. Yeah. So. Um, if I can get there. <laughs> well, what 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 do you think is the Iron Jaws worst matchup? Um. Right now, from what I've seen, I'd say a really strong Nurgle list. Yeah, I think so too. A really strong Nurgleist because they can. I think they can soak Nurgle, up the. They can soak up the rend. I think they can soak up the most. Yeah, they yep. can soak up the most damage of all the armies. They can yep. take almost any hit. Now, that just means you got to play not like an orc is the problem. What yeah. I've learned, it's like, oh, I'm playing against this army. All right, I'm gonna go touch objective and I'm gonna force them to spread their army out, and then I'll go kill that, or I'll try yeah. to kill that, or I'll try to kill that. Like that army, I can't just go straight into and fight. Right. You know. Um, the, oh, the one that was probably the trickiest to play was the, uh, the, uh, the high elves. I forget what they're called with the, the little Luminous. foxes. Yeah. Luminous yeah. The Luminous foxes. foxes. Oh yeah. It's like, wow, this is uh, abusive. All right, cool. Like you have to literally, <laughs> all I did when I played him is I went, all right, I'm just going to ignore him and go attack your stuff. Yeah. And, and, and the look on my man's face is like, oh yeah, I guess you could do that. It's like, yeah, I'll just go attack your stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't need your that foxes one. can stay there. Go to shoot your your three shots at me. It's okay. I'll I'll, I'll attack all your guys. Yeah, and then you're sitting on objectives. They can't take them from you, and it's like all right. But they're so, I, I found them to be very very annoying, very very hard to deal with because they can just run away from you. Yeah, like, totally. In your turn, in in my turn, which was so it's so annoying. So annoying. <laughs> so I feel like the annoying stuff is really hard to deal with. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's other things in the game. Like, I'm sure there's going to be some issues with this new uh, this new monster having to sit there for two rounds to fight it. You know, it's like, yeah, I, it's a lot. The 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 hard part of 
I think the reason I've been so successful is I don't try to mix in magic, really. Yeah, If you're not good at it, I don't do it. I'm just going to go forward, and we're going to fight, and we're going to have fun. Or, or try to have fun. But definitely Nurgle. If I had to pick one, I would say Nurgle is by far the most difficult to deal with. Yeah, just because they can soak up that damage. And oh. um, it's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. I I had Lincoln. Um, his general was on the ropes, right? Yeah. Um, I did like six attacks against him, right? And uh, like he, he had like two wounds left, right? He rolls um, like five fives, five out of six fives. <laughs> and I'm like, you son of a gun. Like, and he's just like, dude, that's pretty crazy, huh? I'm like, I hate you and your diet's just leave the store now. But then, then yeah. his turn, he heals D3, then yeah, heals another exactly. D3. Then he exactly. casts a spell and heals D3. You're like, yeah. I hate you. I, I hate, hate you so you. much. Like, yeah. it, it's it's fun, and, and I love it, because it's, it's, like, the same thing as my army, but different, and yeah. it's, like, in, in the lore behind Nurgle, they're my favorite of the of the Chaos Gods. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, I'm just here for love. Like, I don't understand why you don't <laughs> love me. Like, it makes me smile. Yeah, yeah totally. But it, Nurgle, um, there's not, a, honestly, there's not a lot of bad, Ideneth, with the unrendable sharks, that's a lot to deal with if a person dumps a lot of points into them and oh, can yeah. shield their whole yeah. army. Um. That's hard to deal with. The thing about it, though, is like, um, yeah, no, I totally, I, I mean, I'm not discounting that. I totally agree with it. But the um, the thing that's interesting is that uh, their ability that, like, you have to shoot the closest model doesn't yeah. really count, like, for uh, us, you know, because we only have, like, two shooters, which are, or, like, maybe just one shooter, right, of the, of the Maw Crusher. The Maw Crusher. Like, yeah. that's it. So you're like, okay, I mean, I'm shooting it. It's right in front of me. So, yeah. I'll be, I'll now I'm going to charge it and his two brothers. Check this out. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I, I, I mean, you play, I mean th those shocker ills came out. Like, they, they were gnarly. They did so much damage. The, yeah. it, it, there's there's a lot of hard things for the army to deal with. I, I haven't – I've only played against the um, – dragons with my piggies twice and, and both times it's what i keep telling people is like on averages when you when you shoot your mortal wounds at me and when you charge me all right you've killed three pigs maybe four uh -huh. you know i'm gonna do my little swings but then that unit of six is gonna charge your unit of four and kill them all right and, and if you charge if you focus everything on the mall crusher which is what i want you to do yeah. right people don't realize because now everything you have is right in front of me so i don't need to use mighty destroyers right. i don't care right you're here so yeah you kill my mall crusher cool now i'm gonna charge everything you have with six pigs everything you have is dead and you have like one or two little dudes walking out there and i just didn't understand people's people's telling me like no nah, man it can crush you and i'm like dude do you know how many wounds i have yeah. it's just wounds right so i don't know like i just was never i've never been worried about them the giants some of the tribes are super good with yeah. the amount of damage they can output Whew. so my buddy yeah, tom long we played in he, he rickrolled me with uh, a Taker Tribe, or the one that makes it three flat damage. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's nuts, dude. Because I've never, I've, I fought giants, and they've never done damage to me. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, yeah, take take 15. I'm like, well, that's that's three pigs. All right, that's for yeah. one of your attacks. Like, all right. Right, like, right. It was cool. We had, we had a fun game, too. There's just been, like, it's just been fun lately being able to play games. Like, hopefully me and you can meet up, and we can play games when we go to Lincoln's again. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, yep. It, it's fun, right? Like I just want to play and I want to learn. But I, I would, I would tell you with without shadow of doubt that Iron Jaws are still up there in the hands of someone who knows what they're doing. They, they yeah. still can do a lot of damage. Like against Caleb's army. Like we all, I mean, I personally don't like back to back. 
you know, we talk about it. It's like, all right, Charger, let's see who goes back to back. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I get to go back to back. You lose. Oh, you the 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 turn stayed priority. You win. Right. It is right. so much magic damage. There's nothing you can do. Right. Which I have a question for you. When you build your Maul Crusher, what's your go-to mount trait? Ooh, I've been using Fast One with the Destroyer on it. All right. Um, that's my first one, and then my second one. I mean, I don't have a trait on it. It was using the Arcane Tome with the with the Basham Lads, right? So. Yeah, I, I I've been playing Weirdin for a while, and yeah. it never seems to be useful. It never seems like I actually like accomplish anything with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So Caleb and and Brian and Lincoln have been like, "Hey, man, I think you should start taking fasting." And I look at it not in terms of I get to go thirty six inches beelining over there. I look at it in terms of I use fasting to move forward. You know, my destroyers move forward. Yeah. And then I move backwards. Like, I set up a redeploy, you redeploy some kind of way, and then I walk away, and here comes my piggies. I'm behind all my pigs now, and right. they charge you. Right. Like, I've been using it in, like, different types of ways to see, and it's probably not the right thing to do, but that's part of playing for fun. Yeah. You know? Like, let's figure this out. Like, is Stinky the thing? Is minus one to hit a good one? Like, it could be. I don't know. Like the, I, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it only affects, like, melee weapons, right, within, like three inches yeah. or something like that but um yeah. the um yeah i i've gone to fast one just or fast one just because i think that um having the threat of being able to go across the board changes the way people think about your mock crusher it really does you know and and um i used weirdon a lot in 2.0 um and it was okay but i just i don't know like i i just don't feel like it uh I, I kind of have built it sort of I mean I know I took took a shaman in my last one but honestly my last several builds have had no magic because I'm like we're not really good at it and it's not, not, I'm not gonna unbind your spells where you're getting like plus four to cast and so we're not you're you right know, so like why, I just, why invest in it I gave up on it I mean I was looking at Loudon for a while I was like that'd be kind of cool but then I thought about it and I was like everything is in uh um the one where you can't stomp them, um, Hunters of the Heartland. Yeah. Everything. So I'm yeah. like, oh, never mind. Let's move on to Fasten. And that's what I've been playing the most lately is Fasten. Yeah. Like, trying to figure that out, see if I like it. And you're right. I'm going to go 36 inches that direction. People are like, oh, man. It's like, yeah, you really can't hide. You know, right. go ahead and set your army up. Yep. And then they make a mistake and they don't hide. I'm like, you should always hide against Iron Jaws. Always take your stuff you need to keep alive and put them behind stuff. <laughs> right, Don't think, exactly. this guy moves really fast. I'm screwed. Like, just hide it. Like, lose your core unit. You keep your main thing. You're good. Like, yeah, right? The amount of people that I can see their face are just dejected. I'm like, bro, all you have to do is put that behind those guys and I can't kill it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So much fun. It's so much fun, man. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like your assessment. I like your take. Uh, you know, I, I do think that Iron Jaws is a 4-1 and one army right now. I, in, in the hands of a good general with good matchups, like easily 5-0, and oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that if you're a new player, you're probably going 2-3. and three, You yes. know, I, th I think 2-3 and three is about right because I think it's easy to lose with Iron Jaws if you don't know what you're doing. Yes, it is. Uh, you know. Uh, because, because you could just be like, oh, I'm just going to charge them all up and like find yourself like, you know, getting, getting worked by a bunch of dragons because like they just did an all out attack on you. Like when you charged into them, you know, and that, that was me my first three years of playing them. I'm just going to charge them. I think I don't care. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, 
how about you try to win scooter yeah yeah you gotta you gotta have a little bit of cunning right like yes <laughs> and i feel like they have so much like sneaky stuff it's like this is gonna be fun well you know it's so funny because i i, I you know i was telling you i, I tabled the sons of bahamut in like round three yeah. um but really the ones who did the mom like the the heavy lifting were my brutes um, really? Because he had three ale guzzler gargans, right? Like the little man eaters or whatever they're yeah. called now. Um, and uh, they did smashing and bashing. Uh... And literally, it was delete. He had three of them delete, delete, delete in one turn. Because, yeah. like, they had the duff, em, duff up the big ones ability, you know? And, and um, they were just like. I had a war chanter behind him that was just giving him like crazy, crazy buffs, and so they literally went smash and bash, smash and bash, smash and bash, <laughs> and then I, then it was my rock crush's turn who was up next to the, um, next to the guy, and of course I had called the iron jaws wog because everything was in, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I had called the wog, and so it was like smash and bash, smash and bash, smash and bash, and delete that gargan and delete, you know, half of the other one, and yeah. he's just like, I literally just lifted up four models in this turn. You know, yeah. <laughs> so like, I only have left. I only have seven. <laughs> right? It's terrible. And so, so you know, it's one of those things where it's like the brutes were the ones that let that thing go because he basically had was thinking like, oh, these these man eaters are just gonna like walk through these things, yeah, no. and they you know they went first. I, actually, I think he swung first at one of my mock crushers. Right, really? and he took some damage, and I'm like, "You didn't go for the brutes, huh?" Okay, well, here we go, you know. And it was like brute, 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 and then like all the way down, and and um, so yeah, I mean, like there's there's a lot of little things. I think it. I think if if you're working it right, if you know what you're doing, um, you're you've got uh you've got a good turn tournament ahead of you, for yeah. sure. You know, yeah. so if you don't, if it's like your first army, then you know you better go learn some things. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they could be a fun first army just because of oh, how few sure. choices you have. Yeah. But like to like really figure out how to master it, I, I think a lot of it is understanding what your opponent is playing, what your opponent wants to do. That's a very good point. I think I think um, it's less about knowing totally what your army does. I mean, you have to yeah. know what your army does. But once you know what your opponent's army is capable of, then you know how you have to deploy yours. Yeah. Um, because you don't have a, in all reality, you don't have a ton of choices. Your choices are really about um, when and where. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of it is knowing when to play like an orc and when not to. Yeah. Yeah. Like totally. you know, I've I've lost games because I feel like, oh, you shouldn't play this one like an orc. Don't do it. And then in hindsight, if I would have just charged them with everything, I would have tabled them in two turns. Yeah. Like why did I do that? And there's other times where you go charge and you're like, oh, he even told me that there's a 16 inch bubble of minus one to hit. There's a 16 inch bubble of minus one to wound. He told me that, and I still chose. And I still went in, to go straight right? in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, awesome. Like, uh, yeah, I my <laughs> my first foray into Iron Jaws was really tricky because I had just come off of playing Night Hunt, you know, mm. and so I was playing Iron Jaws like Night Hunt, which was like really cagey, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I playing these orcs? Like, you know, because like you really have to choose your combat with Night Hunt. You, yes, you, you do. can't just go in and be like, I'm just going to put a whole bunch. Of, you have to be like, either I'm feeding you chain rats or I'm going to skip around this board and strategically take, you know, positions and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, anyway, the uh, I was playing the Iron Jaws like Night Haunt and, and I'm like, I'm playing, I'm doing this all wrong. Like, it's too much cunning. <laughs> you know? Too, too much thinking. Too much thinking. <laughs> exactly. 
So anyway, but I'm glad to hear that you think that they're still viable. I I absolutely do. Um, you know, they as more books come out, uh, I've been pleased with Games Workshop. I haven't felt like anything has really like truly broken the meta, and yes. in fact, it's adding a lot of flavor in into the competition. So I, I'm glad because I felt like in 2.0, whenever a book would come out, like. It's there's the next couple, best thing. Yeah, and there's yes. a couple books that would just be like completely useless, right? I, so. I fully agree with what you just said. I yeah. feel like they had a huge problem back. I mean, they still have little problems with like not. I don't want to say playtesting, but hey, are you sure you meant this? And then you find out yeah. within a week, no, that's not what we meant. Right. And it's just like, man, like I, I'm not saying let me playtest. I don't playtest enough. Don't let me playtest. <laughs> but like, there's if some you need a list of people, can test, yeah. I can give you a list of people that will critique the crap out of your book and yeah, help exactly. you out you know exactly there's a lot like give it to team usa they play a lot right <laughs> you know, it's like i don't know it, it's it's been a lot of fun and, and 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 i i agree i agree games workshop's done a really good job lately you know except putting one monster in a box full of terrain that no one wants you know besides that. <laughs> that's fair that's they're fair. sneaky that way yeah well <laughs> scooter. still bought it <laughs> <laughs> well scooter thank you for coming on the show such a great such a great conversation um, pleasure. You know, we love talking orcs. We'll have to get on here and talk some other stuff as uh, as soon as you finish painting your Legion of the First Prince. Maybe we'll see I, how you guys are doing with that. I'll find some obscure army become good at. We can talk about that. There one. you go, Gloom Spike gets. <laughs> we need someone on here. Uh, we're out. We're out. We're out of that. You know, <laughs> I, I tried making lists. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's so it's, possible right now. Oh, it's been funny. awesome. I I appreciate the uh, the invite to get on and talk to your uh, your audience and uh, hopefully they gain some stuff from this. Yeah, well, listen. I hope that I hope that we can get together in person and play some more as well. So, a thousand percent. I yeah. look forward to it. Well, thank you again, and everybody who's listening, thank you for uh, for giving us a listen. Uh, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already done that. And if you've got something that you would like us to uh, talk about, a specific army or a specific person you want to hear from, just uh, give us a like on Facebook and or Twitter and hit us up and and let us know who uh, you'd like us to to interview next. So thank you very much for listening and uh, have a good night, everybody. Good night guys.